thinking I just count the hours. Two. The hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live. My name is Creighton Rance, the man next to me, Micah Kakol, and the man next to him, finally joining us once again, back from the dead, or from wherever you came from, <laughs> Bailey the Bull Dozier. How's it going, guys? It's going well. It's going really good, Creighton. The man, the myth, the co-host. Who's that? That would be you, sir. That's me? Third man. <laughs> um... What this is th- this is it, guys. This is this is the last one, and we thought of the year. Yeah, and we thought that we would uh, bring Bailey in because uh, he was there at the beginning, and um, it's been a lot of fun with him. Uh, not to mention, we got a lot of views when he was on the show, so you know <laughs> that's always one thing. But um, a loyal P one. No, too. yeah, a, a what? A loyal P one. I mean, too. yeah, sure. There. <laughs> if you say so, Kyle. I mean, but um, I tune this, into good. I'll content. tell you what. Before we get going, it's been a uh, heck of a year i would say and you know good job everybody between ka and david and anybody else that was on the show so don't forget parker that's all i got to say and um anyways <laughs> what what about kyle oh those guys remember the fallen the uh that was a super they show. were the fallen i'll give you that yeah, they um didn't quite win that no no debate they say they did but i don't think they did but guys we're gonna go ahead and get right into it as always, for the last time this year, Micah, I'm going to start out with you. This is our What's What segment. So, Micah, well, I want to know, what is happening in the world of sports? What is going on? What is what? We'll go from you, then to Bailey, and then to me. Well, it's actually similar to the baseball side, but not quite. It's more on the cricket side. And then, Whoa. So I like this. You'll be surprised. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, hey, let, let's, look for, let's try and shake things up for the last one. So it's cricket. <laughs> and so in 1751, on this very day, the New York Gazette, carries the first public report of a cricket match played in America. How about Man. that? Like, well, that's, that's groundbreaking. <laughs> what, yeah. In 1751, on 1751. this very date. May 1st cool. in 1751. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Huh. Do you know well, that? I like that was cricket. just on American I like cricket, soil. So. Would you like to elaborate on who brought cricket to America? No. I, that's all I got for you. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> That's an All right. What's what? Well, there you go. That's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Bailey, what's yours? All right. So, Ka, Birdman, you know I like to add a historical tinge to my what's what every time I come on the show with you, gentlemen. Yeah. So I thought I would recite to you one of my favorite historical topics in the in the sport of football. So I'm going to read you three two three quotes. Okay. I'm going to ask you to guess this sport. This is, these are quotes from 1905. Nearly every death may be traced to unnecessary roughness. There is the social <laughs> and political movement that rises up to outlaw He wrote it all down. They equate football with homicide and think it has no place in civilized society. And then the last one. You already know the sport because I already told you. <laughs> football was more brutalizing than prize fighting, cock fighting, or bull fighting. And that, gentlemen was by the president, Chase Elliott of Harvard. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. So in 1905, I'm about to tell you about the history of the revolution of football. So in 1905, after President Theodore Roosevelt helped negotiate terms in the Russo-Japanese War with Russia and Japan, he turned his sights to the game of football. At that time, football was on the decline, so much so because of three stats. Okay. 
The first one, uh, his son was injured in a Harvard freshman football game. He was bleeding profusely from the cut sustained above his eye. Yeah. The and an estimated eighteen people died in nineteen oh five, and one hundred and fifty were injured between nineteen oh five and nineteen oh six. I'm getting a history lesson. Yes, yeah, right. And then three, <laughs> and the final death nail for almost football or NCAA football. At least. Yeah. Uh, in November 1905, at the end of the football season, Union College football player Harold Moore died of a cerebral hemorrhage from getting kicked in the head while playing a football against NYU. Oh and so Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt sought to change the game of football. What he did was he brought in all the coaches, all the officials, and all the referees and whatnot into this the White House and said, we need to change the game of football. Yeah. Because at this point, Stanford and Cal had switched to rugby, and Duke, Columbia, and Northwestern had suspended the football programs indefinitely. Okay. Yeah. So in 1906, they called for reform, and this eventually led to the Intercollegiate, Intercollegiate Conference Committee, which was the early formation of the NCAA, kind of like the League of Nations was the UN. And what they did was they legalized the forward pass, yeah. which created the quarterback and the wide receiver position. They made helmets optional. They didn't become mandatory until 1939. They created a neutral zone and doubled the first down from five yards to ten yards. And stop clock was also added here. Instead of because you you know how when you watch old footage of football players, you just see people piling on and scrumming. Yeah. That's because there's no stop clock, so they're trying to get the ball out to take it and run to the other end. And finally, Creighton, and this was all to make the game safer. So check this out. Reach the conclusion of this what's what. That's right. (laughs) Check this out. They allowed and developed the concept of kickoffs to allow more time for players to get the ball and run so there was an immediate impact. Well, you of all people should be uh, grateful for the I'm kickoff. very happy for the kickoff. Without without that, I don't think Bailey would be in existence right now. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick. We, we played flag football, and anybody that's watching the stream, I don't know if you can see my face, but it's burned to high heaven. And, uh, that's hey, not, Creighton, that's not I the got point a question of, about on, that. Call. That's not the point of this, but... The whole time. The whole time. So flag football is not known for kicking, but for some reason they put it in the rules that you could go ahead and kick the ball. And the whole time we were out there, all I had to hear about was like, are we going to kick it? Are we going to kick it? I'm going to go ahead and kick it. They might throw it, but I'm going to go ahead and kick it. And he, no, no, no. You kicked once. Yeah. And it was awful. No, no. It was so bad. It got halfway. It could have gotten farther. You shanked it to the right. Yeah, I got nervous because I got too excited. (laughs) I stutter stepped when I shouldn't have. You, yeah, that's what it was. You toe poked. No, because I'm a good toe poker. I, I, I bring it back. That. I, I bring it back. You've never seen me toe poke. I mean, no, but I've seen you shank one before. That was yeah. that was brutal. <laughs> Anyways, well, that was a very that was a good what's what. Thank you. That was that was I did, the history major yourself. Um, I admire that. Now let me give you mine. I don't know if I can withstand that, but all right. <laughs> so stance the sock company is now an official sock of the NBA 2K League. Everybody knows how big esports is getting this, you know, in these days. You know, we just built one right down the road in Arlington. Anyways, gamers themselves will have to wear these socks as will their virtual avatars to play in these games. So now, and I I, I never I never thought I'd see this. It's like the players playing 2K are now dressing up as basketball players. So I don't I don't I, the experience. Uh, so, so now I think it's gone from esports to midlife crisis. Whoa, <laughs> that is a hot take. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I mean, you tell this me. This is the hot seat. We make hot takes here. What's wrong with dressing up? You got to have a uniform, huh? right? They're wearing basketball outfits 
sitting you, in a chair. You say basketball, I say comfort clothes. That's not. That's <laughs> not even what that is. That, that is not even close. Sure. Yeah. So. That's what? like okay. That's like if I'm playing like I don't know what like um, Fortnite or or Mortal Kombat, and I dress up as those those characters, <laughs> playing. It's like what am I doing? <clears throat> I just think you're giving esports a bad rap. I'm not giving them a bad rap. Let them I do just, what they want. I'm confused. They're making more money than you. I've co- <laughs> huh? Fair point. point. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you. You know what? I'll, I'll give you that one. That is a. I'll give you a, a fair point on that. But man, we'll see where it goes. I guess I don't know. I mean, yeah. And then I always wonder. You like, gotta make money. I always somehow. wonder this before we get into the UTA with me and Utah. If they just kept the connect around, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, like 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 where would we be with like the two K league? I yeah. mean, would, it would be another had, level. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna be another level. I mean, but if you had kept it from the beginning, I mean that started back in twenty ten. What about it? I mean, think about where the the connect would be though right now. First of all, the connect like, was a failure. It That's was. why nobody uses it anymore. <laughs> Let's go ahead, so and, acts the go ahead and say that idea. it was. But um, I mean. But I was wondering. It's like I was thinking that when changes. I saw that, I was like, man, are they gonna like dress up as basketball players and just like. We'll have something to say if they start wearing a sweatband. Then they it, would have taken it too far. People do it already, though. They wear the sweatband. Yes. The LeBron James sweatband. What's, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say right now. And, like, how could you – I don't know. I think you're giving them too much credit. I don't mind them playing games in – Them. Them. <laughs> I don't mind these people playing our games. Whatever. Before we dig into a hole, we got to get into the next part of this segment. Um, <laughs> before I hit – so – Moving over, we always keep it local here in the first segment with, segment with UTA. Micah, me and you called the game last night. <laughs> it is not going good for the UTA baseball team. When we just mentioned last show, you know, they were riding high on a win streak in the top they of the They were league. on like a nine-game winning streak, they and they to lost Boone, to Texas a They go to Boone, North Carolina. Okay, that was right before they went to Texas A&M. They go to Booth, Boone, North Carolina. They lose three straight there. They come back, and they get rocked by DBU last night. I mean, it wasn't even close. And so... And I think we both had this question. We're looking at these hitters, and they've been pretty okay hitters all season long. And they've just been and, cold lately. And, and it's just been. And, and now it's getting to the point where you're starting to see if it's a is it a repeat of last year? That's, because that's exactly what's happening. Because last year we finished the season losing twelve of our last thirteen games. Our only win was in the play-in game, fortunately, but it didn't do us much good in the end. So you definitely don't want to see a collapse. You've got to get back on your feet and. And I think it starts with what we mentioned last night during the game: is two out hitting. You got to get hits any way that you or get runs in any way that you can. And they've done a good job of producing runs with two outs, and that's that's a luxury to have, uh, especially for this team. You but know. they didn't do it. I mean, like, but that shouldn't be the <clears throat> issue of that. That you shouldn't have to get to that point. Is what I'm trying well, to yeah, say. Yeah, but that just goes to tell you that they're able to score runs any way that they can. They're able to scrap them out. They didn't get them last night. No, they didn't last night, and. They have to go back to some of the small things, like do some small ball stuff, like just get runs any way they can, especially since they're struggling. Like, hey, if you get a runner on base, move them over any way that you can. And they're gonna try to give to, them a chance to score. They're going to have to go and, you know, they're on the road this week to UL Monroe. They're going to come back and play Coastal Carolina still. And then Texas State and San Marcos. So it's like, you know, I, I, do you feel like last week we were so confident in this team and now – Watching them dwindle, what, they had a five-game losing streak right five now? Five-game losing streak, and they're 28-18 and now, and they were 15 over There should be no reason why they're not number one right now in this league. No. Seriously. Who's top but, in the conference? Uh, Texas State. It's Texas State now. Okay. They're ahead of us by a game right now. Seriously. So there's still time to recover, but you got to figure this thing out, man. 
I mean, if you don't, it's it's going to be a long road. <laughs> what happens if they end up doing what they did last year? Oh, what, man. What, what do you say at I'd that say point? that's a failure of a season because you come into the season, you're trying to win the Sun Belt, get to the, get to the NCAA tournament, and they're still very well in play to do that. You just got to find a way – because it is a very long season, as we mentioned. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs, and right yeah. now they're on one of their downs. But, but the thing they got to do is not let it get out of control. Because they just the, cannot let it get out of control. The projections have us out right now, as of right now. Yes, and that but, uh, that that is. But to, the good news is we still have some time. We have some great teams on the schedule still left. We have Baylor. We have Coastal Carolina for three. We have Texas we State have for three. Yeah, we still have Baylor for one and Waco. Okay. And we beat them early in the year in a 13 inning thriller. I mean, you just got to win some games, man, and try to get some confidence but back. But the thing is, and it starts this weekend to win games. It starts this weekend. But they're not playing this. good enough to win games. Correct. But you have to find a way to get back on your feet. You need to win two out of three this weekend to get yourself back on your feet. Because if you don't, you're really going to oh, be. Oh, you, I think, if you, I think if, if you get swept in this series coming if, up, you I, need two I out don't of three. Know any, I mean, you that's, need two out of three no matter what. You, in, I would say in all series, wouldn't you agree? You yeah. think in every at this one point, of them? yeah. If you win two out of three, you'll get the one number one seed. In the conference tournament. Because that means you're beating two really good teams, Coastal Carolina, and two out of three. You're beating Texas State two out of three, who's also playing really good baseball right now. I believe they're 31 and 13 right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they're red hot yeah, right now. Yeah, so think that's and what I was saying. And they got Coastal Carolina, who won it all a couple years ago, and they're still a really good baseball team. I mean, and then you obviously have Baylor on there, Power Five school. Everyone these knows guys, about those guys. These, these guys just find a way to get in their own way. And I hate to say it, and I hate to dog on them, but I'm. I'm I'm judging them based off of what I've seen so far this season. Yes, correct. And for whatever reason, they just can't close out seasons, and that's one of their biggest And that's the worst and... thing out of anything that you could have in a team. Yes, and you got to be able to close out because if, if you can't, you're never going to make the tournament because that means you'll never win your conference tournament. You have to be playing good <laughs> exactly. baseball at the right time. And right now, they still have a chance to turn it around, but it's, it's going south right now, but... My hope is they can rebound this weekend. What do you think is going to happen some down things, the stretch? Because we're not going to be here anymore. So, so let's go ahead and just finish out this season with the last thirty seconds we have here. I mean, what do you think is going to happen down the stretch? I mean, do you serious? Do you do? You, how confident are you in this team that they are going to find a way to not just get it done, but to be competitive within the tournament? Well, for for me, is it's leaning on your top guys with or your seniors and your juniors. You have a lot of them in the lineup, and they should know how to to get out of this funk by now. I mean, yeah. you would think because I mean they've been playing, you know, sophomore and freshman years, and now they're here. They they were kind of in a rebuild phase, and now they're kind of to a point where they can win now this this conference championship. And you would hope that they can rebound from this, learn from their mistakes last year, to not let it get any worse, and then get back on the right track. I think that they can still win this conference uh, if they can get things back going, but it's going to have to start this weekend. It's one step at a time. Pitching's going to have to get a lot better. Hitting is definitely going to have to get a lot better. They have a lot of hitters on that team that can't go 0 for 3, 0 for 4, 0 for 2, what we saw last night, and especially in, in Boone, North Carolina. So they and then leadership, you mentioned it. It's it's gonna have it's gonna have to step up uh because this team cannot afford another collapse like they did last last year. But um that is all the time we have for this first segment here on the hot seat on utradio.com. Hey, Kaboo, Texas is a one-of-a-kind sensory experience that brings music art, comedy, culinary fashion, and indulgence together for a weekend. You don't want to miss out at at t Stadium in Arlington. The first caller to 817-272-2651. That's 817-272-2651.
wins a pair of passes. Now, you must be able to claim your prize at the event. So you guys just go ahead and call that number, and we will hook you up with two passes to Kaboo Festival next weekend. Up next, we will be talking about the NFL draft. A lot of situations have happened in this draft. Uh, Kyler Murray went number one. We're going to get into that. Daniel Jones, a surprise pick, and he is now has a target on his back for the New York Giants. We are going to get into that here on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Come back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live. I'm Micah Call Cole, alongside the greatest co-host, the Birdman, Creighton Branch. And we have a couple of people joining us tonight, and I really appreciate them taking the time. This uh, check Bailey this out. Dozier, this is this is something. Joseph right here, man. Scanlon. Thank you guys. Gotta love this. How's it going, folks? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna toss you, the mic around. What, no, no, no. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. Tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this for you as I quietly and smoothly fade out this music. Hold on, real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and fix this situation right now. Let's turn this up. I'm going to go ahead and put this in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and would you look at that? Why don't y'all both talk real quick for me? Hey, how's it going? Oh, wow. What hey. about you? Hey, how's it going? Oh, wow. P- it picks Micah up perfectly Cole. just fine. Uh, Creighton, you're you're godly, man. Uh, you're I, godly. I got to tell you. My I, God. I, I, I am. Hey, Creighton. Everybody, I got a question. What? How do you feel about Kyler Murray going number oh. one? You gotta, well, you gotta, I, I, it's been I fun, folks. Scanlon you got to let me introduce this. You got to let me introduce this segment. So... <laughs> well, the NFL draft was this past, uh, well, it wasn't just weekend, but Thursday. And so anyways, number one, everybody knows, Colin Murray went number one. And it, it, it honestly, now the numbers itself in the draft, it was 600,000 people in Nashville mm-hmm. over, I don't know how many, what, 60 million watched the thing? Yeah. 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 And so, but it was, most people voted as one of the most boring drafts they've ever seen. And I think that's one because... It was just so predictable, uh, which we'll get to here in a second. It was. It was. It wasn't just that crazy. It was. It was the talent pool was very low this uh, year. That's right. That's what very I'm low. And then you know, at number two you had Quentin Williams and number two you had Nick Bosa. Sorry, Nick Bosa, three Quentin Williams, and go. then at number six, which we'll get here in a second, <laughs> the uh, black sheep, if you will. <laughs> Daniel Jones, which ah. I had a hard time remembering his name the whole night. Great and that just tells you exactly who he is. Um, but we're going to go ahead and start, because we haven't even got to talk about this. Me and Joe have been arguing about this since Kyler uh, left. I mean, not even left, born. but just stopped playing. Yeah, stop stop playing. playing at Oklahoma. And, um, well, thank God. At least he stopped playing at Oklahoma. <laughs> the thing is that I was right. Kyler went number one. I always said when he when he decided not to go to the athletics, that where there is smoke, there is fire. And if that if he wasn't going to take the athletics job, there had to be a reason. And the reason was because he was probably going to go number one. So I'm going to take Joe's. I want to take Joe's thoughts here first on Kyler. Then we're going to break into Micah and Bailey. And then he's mine. not five ten one eighth. I swear to God, he's five nine. The, the the combine says he is. So with okay. that, Joe, <laughs> what, what what do you think about this? All now right. that it's officially here, here's, in number here's one. here's my official thoughts. You know, as a number one pick. I don't think he was worth the number one pick. I will say he did deserve to go top ten. I will I will relinquish my Oklahoma hatred, my Kyler Murray hatred, and I will say he deserved to go top ten. I don't think he deserved uh, the first pick overall. I think the the Cardinals whiffed on a great pick in Nick Bosa, and you know 
maybe it pans out for them. I personally do not see Kyler Murray lasting more than three years. I think this is another three years. I think this is another RG three situation. Okay, first of all, do you know what happened to RG three? I do know what happened to RG three. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, was, what, what happened yeah, to RG three? Yeah, RG three had a couple of injuries. Exactly. Who, who gave him those injuries? Well, I don't know specifically. Who Mike gave Shanahan those gave him those injuries. <laughs> so you want to compare him to RG three? You're giving him a compliment because he's a martyr to the quarterback position now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it. I, I love that Bailey. I love that actually. With RG three though. He just never was able to recover from the injuries. Yeah. I think Kyler Murray, if he can stay healthy, he can be a phenomenal he player. He hasn't even played yet. Why are we talking about his stay okay. healthy? Okay, okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't I don't think the running gun works in the NFL. I don't think it does. Look, Who is the best running gun quarterback in the NFL all right, right first now? First of all, the running gun's different from RG3 because when RG3 and you okay, know, okay, moving Kaepernick, past, moving past they RG3. couldn't throw. These guys can throw. Moving now. past RG3, though, I don't see Kyler Murray as a pocket quarterback. He's not That's Peyton fine. Manning, Tom Brady. He's not Drew Brees. The league's Brees. moving He's away not... from that. I, I, Drew, well, it's Drew Brees. Drew Brees can run. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can he run well? Yeah. He runs all right. I don't know. I, okay. He's, but he, is he com- like comparable to Kyler Murray? I mean. So now you're giving Kyler Murray a fair shot of being a running gun quarterback. You just contradicted yourself. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, is no, he Kyler no, Murray? no. That's my my point said. is, running gun quarterbacks don't work in the NFL. You look at the last like sixteen Super Bowl winners. I I get it. Tom Brady's like most of those. But yeah, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell awesome. Wilson that one year, and honestly, his defense just destroyed the Broncos. Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick did not win the. the oh, Super Bowl. I always forget. You're Joe right. Flacco, I should have. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. All of those guys are pocket quarterbacks. They're not Drew Brees, too, but yeah. but they're mostly pocket quarterbacks. Those are the people who win Super Bowls. No run-and-gun quarterback has won a Super Bowl other than Russell Wilson. And I will give credit to the Legion of Boom because that's that's what really won Seattle the Super Bowl that year. Well, that's mad. That's, mm. I mean, 49 to Russell seven, Wilson though. should be an MVP, but... That's just my opinion, but he hasn't done. He hasn't done. He hasn't done great for me in fantasy drafts. So honestly, oh, that's, I'm done drafting. That's the deciding factor. Is that <laughs> right there? Draft, so I'm kidding. Fantasy draft. You gotta put your club mic closer to your mouth. I now keep going. Fantasy. Keep going. It's a, it's a weak microphone. There you go. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> Michael, where do you stand on this? <laughs> I, I'm just surprised that he used fantasy to decide his decision here. Okay, it's not just my fantasy team that decides this. I just look at Russell Wilson's stats in general. I mean, he should be a league MVP. He should. He's just I, mad he's not married. To I don't Sierra. know. I don't know about. I don't know about league MVP, but I mean, oh, he is one of the better quarterbacks. I'll give him. I will give him that. Seattle I think Baker Mayfield is kind of a running gun kind of player, and he he's not kind of. He is a running gun. Thank you. Okay. Hey, but, he had a good season. Russell yeah, Wilson because he can throw. Seattle by himself last so season. So can Kyler Murray. Now, this isn't about Russell Wilson, though. Let's get back to this Kyler Murray yeah, issue. But, but, okay, wait. Real quick on Baker. Dak in his rookie season destroyed the league. Dear Lord. Remember? No, it, they I, did. I they went. They made the divisional yeah, round. You're gonna Remember? Give, you're going to give me the arguments because nobody was expecting and Baker to And the next year, teams got tape on him. It, yeah, I exactly. think teams are going to get tape on Kyler Murray. They're going to get tape on Baker Mayfield, and they're going to shut that down. Here's I the difference. It. Between Baker Mayfield and Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield's better than Dak Prescott. He doesn't go one <laughs> Okay, one. you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong. wrong. You're, you're not wrong. wrong. That's why he was the number one pick. Because he's is that so? Better. Yeah. Thank you for that one. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. but I mean, there's a reason why Kyler was number one pick, though. 
Oh, and what reason was that, Micah? Because because everybody and their mother said that he was going to go number one? Sure. Huh. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay, but, let's go ahead and but, get... Okay, yeah, last look, point for you. He, and then we're going to get Daniel Jones. He's, able, he's also able to pass accurately. Look what he was able to do at Oklahoma. you got to give him all the credit in the world. He able he carried that team with no defense. And for that, that is no we defense. should commend him. That is true. At least we're not giving Lincoln Riley any credit. Thank God. With no defense. With no defense. Okay, hey, I'll hey, give you that. Hey, Mike. Joe, is your butt okay? It looks like your seat's getting pretty hot right there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whether you want to go back, I mean, th- this, and I was not the highest on Kyle Murray through the season, but I went back and I watched a lot of um, just the, a lot of the gameplay he has, and I'm like, okay, this kid's got something, and there's a reason he's picked number one, and I think his system flows a lot better than Josh Rosen with. Uh, Coach Bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't Coach you think? Bro. Yeah. Rosen. <laughs> I mean, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously. And I, I, I think. Listen, the Arizona Cardinals were not going to waste the draft pick, especially the number one draft pick, after they just picked up a top ten quarterback from last year. If they didn't believe that there was something that the kid had, okay. Right. So, okay, I'll give that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Good job, Crane. He gave you threw you a bone. He did. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to keep moving on to Daniel Jones, which has really been the hot, That's take, the hot take of, yeah. of the NFL draft. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, I was watching it with what? you, and I said, they're mm-hmm. going to take Dwayne Haskins. They're going to take Dwayne Haskins. They're going to take Dwayne Haskins. Nope. And this kid, Daniel Jones, from Duke University, which says also everything you need to know about him. You're a Duke fan, Creighton, right? I'm a Duke basketball <laughs> fan, and I like, I, I'm more of a fan of this team than any other, so that's why, what? really. I'm not like a Duke fan, but anyways, I got to tell you, I don't understand this pick can at I, all, and I. Can go for I it. give you and, a little I mean, context? The only reason, I think we're gonna. Agree, I think we're about to say the same thing about the Manning. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, their coach, Coach Cutcliffe, was the head coach for Eli Manning at Ole yeah. Miss, and was the offense coordinator for Peyton Manning at Tennessee, and has had invited Eli Manning to Duke for multiple quarterback camps. So the connections there, and you know what they say, connections are everything. Yeah. So that's a big indicator of why the Giants or Gettleman could have picked Daniel Jones. At I six. seriously think it might be because they let Manning pick the successor. I think so. Yeah, that would be a good one. Why? Wow, I already think he picked this. Is, well, th- let me tell you, though. <laughs> he stopped on that let me, let me tell you. <laughs> what a let retract. Me, let me tell you. I did see something on Twitter I thought was really funny. Have you all seen? It's uh, someone quoted tweet, quote tweeted the New York Giants. You know, they picked, you know, Daniel Jones. And they go, this dude would play Eli Manning in a movie about Peyton Manning's life. See? <laughs> And I mean, can you guys see? He does kind of look like Eli Manning. You're I don't saying know. all those people look alike? I didn't know. Is he gonna have the same thing? I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, it's kind of funny how he does look like Eli Manning. If you look at two pictures side by side, they do kind of look similar. I'm not even gonna lie. It ain't Eli if you don't have his face though. Whatever goes wrong. That explains any other person in the world, (laughs) huh? No, something goes wrong. What? Okay. Never mind. Y'all forgot the Eli face. Yeah, I forgot the Eli face. When something goes wrong. Oh. Creighton. Okay. Creighton, you don't know what I'm talking about. Creighton, Remember when they played the Cowboys? I got it. I got it. I got it. Thank you very much. The thing is, like, I don't quite understand. Like, yeah, okay, fine. If if it's a Manning situation, that's it's still strange to me because this dude's numbers is not even close. They're not good. They're not not good. good. They're just they're just not good, is what it is, and they're definitely not close to anything Dwayne Haskins has to offer. So it's so strange to me why. I mean, you pick, I guess. 
being and I guess it's the quote they say it's, it's who you know and you know I mean that, it has uh, to be because why do you not take Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins there at six when he's on the, he's on the board and honestly you know you see the Dwayne Haskins yeah. video where he's like laughing at his phone when yeah, that happens because he knows I was he reading knows. a quote from Dwayne Haskins and Dwayne Haskins said going into the draft he knew the Redskins were going to pick him he just didn't know where and oh really yeah well, so apparently there was some pre-established not. communication there i don't know how serious it goes yeah. but he said that there there had been talks that said the redskins were definitely going to pick him up so, so but even though even though if he knew going yeah, the into giants the, still could have taken him that's but the they, thing is yeah. like is like like when you he, like it's like if he when he hears that name actually be called and he's like wow good job guys i mean like yeah you know, it's like, like oh that's who you picked uh, over yeah. like let's say like he yeah. let's say let's say he knew about it coming in and he's and he's still i could see why he would still smirk because he's like man they just you know what? I mean, the league done they, messed up. Is that what you mean? Exa- yeah. Well, and, and he'll get the chance to prove it two games a year now, as he you well, know. know what? I, I tell you York this. I tell you division. this. As a Cowboys fan, I'm not stressed about Daniel Jones at all as yeah. being a Giants quarterback now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not at all. I mean, there, there should be no worry. I mean, this dude's not even better than Dak Prescott. Are you stressed about Dwayne Haskins being the Redskins quarterback? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Um. I mean, do you think do you think Alex Smith comes back from his injury this yes. year? I mean, not this year. But does it, but who, who do they got other than Alex Smith? Colt McCoy right now is in line to be the starting quarterback, which I'm okay hey, with. I'm I, okay love with <laughs> I, I love Colt McCoy. I love Colt McCoy. Keeping it casual, Colt McCoy. Keeping it casual, Colt McCoy. I'm totally fine with Colt McCoy being the the first string starter. Even I mean, I don't know if he's okay with it. He likes that. I mean, I've never seen. By the way, I've never seen anybody embrace a third string role like Colt McCoy has. So he gets paid millions props. to sit on the bench. He dude. does. Come on. <laughs> but everybody usually wants to play, and he's just like. I don't care. Because he's the most successful thing to come out of UT since Ricky Williams. Hold up, that man. Hurt. Wow. That Jamal Charles? Have you heard of Jamal Charles? He's retiring. Charles? He's well, retiring. Well, I know he's retiring. <laughs> retiring. <laughs> yes, but he was, I feel like he was more successful than Colt McCoy, but I guess that's a whole different segment we could get into. But, I mean. I think Ben Jung had some good games at UT. Mm. I'm talking about NFL. Oh. Wait, wait, wait! I'm talking about NFL. Oh, yeah, NFL. That's where we're going. Because with this. let because because let's Casey. be honest, Vince oh, Young did I'm not. Picking, then yeah. I'm picking Earl Thomas. Oh, Earl Thomas. Yeah, I know yeah. you're right. Yeah, I, totally, I forget about. What, I forget about Earl Thomas. Smart? Yeah, exactly. What's that yeah. smart? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He was only like yeah. uh, you know my one sentiment. Of the parts of Aaron the Ross won a ring you, with you, the New York Giants too. So you I'm know my sentiments with U T the U T propaganda they push through Austin. Born here, play here. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's, that's why they don't win the, bowl games. The that's why. Texas that's is why much I, bigger. I'm sorry. Did you watch the Sugar Bowl this year? Yeah. I did. Because you know what? I'm more of a UT fan than you are. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a statement right there, folks. Oh man, Bailey, I'd love to get into that. Actually, no, we're we don't not have time for that. But I guess I, I think I think the consensus is like. What the heck are the Giants thinking in this situation? I mean, that's just that's literally a wasted draft pick. And I'll tell you what, I feel so bad for this kid, Daniel Jones, because he's got this target on his back that he doesn't even, I think, understand what's about to happen. I mean, seriously. No, Daniel Jones was a late first round draft pick. Like, like he's good. If that. He's good. If that. He's good. But now being drafted number six, you're right. That target is on his back now. And, and if he does not perform up to that standard, people are going to label him a bust. Yeah. Compared to him getting drafted late first round, early second round. And you know, having a, a decent career, you know, pretty pretty above average career, yeah. and then they're like, okay, cool, you know, you know, late second, late late first round, early second round, that's fine, that's what we projected. Now being the number six draft pick, yeah, no, he, that target's huge on his back right now. You know, so, realistically, this is no different from the Kurt Warner Eli Manning situation. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, seriously. 
And I think this is probably if you're saying that Eli probably got to pick his successor, I could see him understand. I can understand now why Daniel Jones is probably it because Kurt Warner could have said, "No, I'm the starter. Let me play." But he chose to mentor Eli, so yeah. maybe that that he caught on to that and said, "No, that's how I'm going to be when I get older." So we don't. I don't know. That, could, that be. could be a possibility. Yeah, be. Well, the consensus is that Eli Manning picked the wrong successor. So that <laughs> that, that is that is all on the fault of the Giants and um, the the GM said, "You know what." In three years, when we look back at Daniel Jones, then you can judge if I'm crazy or not. And I'm pretty sure all of us are going to be like, yeah, you was crazy. So, all I got to say is good luck, but go good Cowboys, luck. man. Go Cowboys, that's, that's for sure. Go Jags. Uh-huh. Duval. Oh, jeez. Oh hey, Cowboys. Okay, straight up, though. Cowboys what? actually had some had a pretty good draft, considering they had no first-round picks. Yeah. yeah. I like that uh, Tristan. Tristan. Don't uh, remember his name. <laughs> Thanks, Bailey. <laughs> what a fan. Tristan Hill. I think we'll, it's Hill. We'll Tristan let him keep Hill. going as I load up PSAs. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let him keep guessing as I load up some PSAs here. Hold on. You got any more? Is that Tristan it? You're, Thompson? You're, you're no, I'm, I'm Tristan good. Thompson. He's, Tristan Thompson. What is there wrong it is. With Tristan you? Thompson. Tristan Thompson's the basketball player. He's a basketball player. <laughs> Come on, you can't. I know he's a Tristan Thompson. I know who Tristan Thompson is. You know what a Tristan Thompson is? Is that what you're just about to say? Are you looking up the name right now? Gosh. He's looking up the name. It is Tristan Hill. I was right the first time. Forget you, Micah. Ha! Tristan Hill. I was right the first time. Had to Google it. Yeah, I know. I had to double check my facts. Some cowboy fan. Good journalists double check their facts. That's what it was. Good journalists also remember the name first half. Hey, actually, we did have a first round pick. It was Amari Cooper. I knew that was coming. I knew he was going to... That joke was funny in November. Yeah, it was. That's for sure. That is all the time we have for this segment here on The Hot Seat. Uh, Next, me and Bailey and Mike are going to get into a little bit about the uh, other NFL prospects that have uh, grazed the stage. Uh, Interesting twist as me and Bailey caught this uh, as we were watching the draft. You're not going to miss this. Y'all need to stay tuned. This is The Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. But wait. Thank you, Joe, for coming in. I'll give you your send-off. Joe's last final time... On the radio final. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Well, no, 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 no. We're You'll calling. We're calling the softball game on Friday, so people want to listen into that. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and it'll plug be a good game before we get out. Yes, yes. Me and uh, Creighton Branch will be calling the softball game Friday evening as the UTA softball team takes on Texas State here at Allen Sachs Field on UTA's campus. So you want to tune in for that, folks? It'll be a good game, hopefully. So there it is. Up next. NFL Prospects, the hot seat. You're listening to UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat. Here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live. Check out Micah Cole for the live stream. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me. Micah Caw Cole and the man next to him, Bailey the Bull Dozier, who can now scoot over all the way. Uh, no, you can go Yo, you want me to sit next to him? Oh, yeah. This is now, yeah, this okay. is now a, a power stance. Do as oh, I nice. say. Let me remove the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, before, before we caught the end of the break, uh, I stated that uh, we were going to do our NFL prospects. I wrote that wrong in the script. That is my fault. We were actually going to be talking about some NBA. We're going to change it up a little bit so that we're not having consistent segments. Uh, interesting take here, uh, which is really, it's funny because it's, it's, it's more weird, I would say, because they talk about this all the time, right? But for some reason, it gets on this hype train now in the playoffs. 
Uh, the issue is, is that, and there, I mean, you you'd have to go back and judge for yourself in the game one between Golden State and Houston uh, about the referee foul calls, and there was a lot they thought, or that people thought, and also James Harden, obviously, and Mike D'Antoni that. Golden State did not give James Harden a landing position, and it wasn't just him. It was a lot of players on that team. And now the now the thought is that, well, is it true that the NBA and the referees are fixing this for Golden State to win? Which is no. funny because, well, thank you, Kyle. Which is funny <laughs> because, you know, we're always talking about, oh, the refs blew this game and that, 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 and we just we go about our day after a while. But all of a sudden, you know, now now that it's here in the playoffs, it's all it's all hiding. And I want to get Bailey's take on this first because you work with refs more so than anybody else here all yeah. the time. And so I just want to hear from your perspective, uh, what do you think is going on here? I mean, do you think they're fixing games? I kind of think where you're going with this, but do you do you think they're fixing games or no? All right. So short answer: No, they could care less about the game because <laughs> at the end of the day, refs have families, they have lives. Sometimes this is even their main job. They have much things better to do than worry about making sure Harden gets his three-point foul shots off. <laughs> well, sorry. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Some, but go ahead. I, you, say, I mean, you already did it now. Finish yeah, well, it off. Are, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to say something about that because if you're going to rely on one call to save you in a game, you're probably not going to win anyway. Yeah. And that's man. That's kind of bogus. Coach. I mean, Coach Call over there. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> My dad even told me that all the time. It's like if you're relying on one call to win you a game, you probably shouldn't win it anyway. But they were saying it's multiple calls. I mean, calls. Yeah. Call. Yeah. Multiple calls. Call. Call. There's so many different things that they could have done to try to win the game. It's like, hey, instead of shooting up random threes, why don't you go inside and take one in, in the paint somewhere? So here's right? the deal. Houston's been honest that they're – I mean, they've honestly, when you watch their play – They've been honest about saying that, no, our goal is that we're going to try to get the foul on the three-point shot. And James Harden's whole career yeah. is based so off if, of that. And in fact, in 2017, he had 124. He got fouled on three-pointers 124 times yeah. and only capitalized on four points of those in the year 2017. <laughs> so obviously it's not effective. So oh. my thing is, if you're going to go for the three-point fouls, you're already losing points. Because yeah. your percentage of actually making They those, don't ever call. I mean, they don't call them like all the time. Yeah. And I mean, they're saying like they, but they're saying they should have got 18 points a game off of those. Yeah. And another stat that I think is so crazy is that James Harden averages either it was either he averages 14 times to the line a game or 11 times of to, to 11 times um, going to the line in a game. And if it's 14, then he got to the line in that game, particularly 11. Or if mm-hmm. it's 11, he got to the line 14 times. So he was right there on his average, which or over it, if I can't remember correctly. I'm sorry, but. What's there to complain? I mean, yeah, they, I mean, it, I. You want to know my theory? What? Because we talked about this last week, and I think it all revolves around the fact that Adam Silver has. This is the ramifications of giving the players too much power. Throughout the past four years, I would say the NBA has been the fun league where the players have the freedom to promote social media, to promote their voice. And what I think what you're seeing now is that it's very much the whole freedom of speech argument. What happens when you give people freedom of speech? It doesn't mean you're free from your, what you say. Yeah. And I think now players are starting to – people are starting to hold players accountable, accountable the Adam, for what they say. The Adam Silver League is yeah. completely different. And I like it more. Yeah. It's completely different I think it's than the David fun. Stern League. Mm-hmm. For what? I think it's more fun that way. I mean, being able to interact with players on a regular basis on social media. I mean, it's just a lot different uh, in th- today's day as opposed to David Stern's uh, time in the NBA. I mean, it's definitely a little more interactive. And 
But going back to what Baylor was saying, maybe they did give the players a little too much power. Like, I don't know. Uh, Draymond Green actually made a really good quote. They yeah. interviewed him after game one, and he said something that I think was really in tune to what most players should be thinking. And he said, what about beating your man? It's been about the foul calls so far. It's embarrassing. This is embarrassing for the game of basketball. And I think that's particularly important to the message about referees. Because at the end of the day, if uh, if you watched game two last night, you know Draymond got a tech and um, somebody from Houston got a tech. Well, guess what? The NBA rescinded those. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Yeah, and I no, think, they did. Yeah, and so I think what you're really starting to see here is now that I feel like the NBA is starting to have to self-correct itself a little bit. And I think that's a little unfair. Because at the end of the day, you're a league. And you should be able to stand with what you do. And I've seen, and going back to the whole wrestling, I've seen how refs evaluate their calls. They take that stuff seriously because at the end of the day, they're not just going out there willy nilly saying, "You blew that, you you know, you blew the shot. That's a foul." No, no, because guess who? Somebody's holding them accountable because to get to the NBA is a ridiculously hard thing to do. And so to stay there, they got to be on their calls. Yeah, you may have a guy that's a grumpy, but that's not because, but he's not going to let that affect his game. And the thing that I think with. Houston that hurts them so much more than any team in the playoffs is their entire and it's the D'Antoni system the whole entire D'Antoni system is based off of obviously seven seconds or less but it's based off a foul call Mm -hmm. it's based off of getting to the line getting shots up as best you can possibly getting fouls and the rate why it works in the regular season so well is because they're more prone to call fouls but we all know that when it happens in the playoffs referees are so much more lenient and they have been that is one thing that we know um, that they and then they've said it, you know, it's like we're gonna let guys play a little bit harder, mm-hmm. and that kills Houston every time. But I go back to your point about the transparency of the league. That two minute review, man, just when they started that a couple years ago, just yeah. killed everything. Which I don't mind it. It's 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 the league being transparent, but it has opened the door to like looking at technical calls, checking that out, and it's just like it has put these refs on such a with a target on their back, uh, for lack of a better word to use, I mean, it's, that's exactly what it's done. And I feel, I honestly feel sorry for them because, and you see it with Draymond more so than a lot of people, they can never do right, mm-hmm. the referees, yeah. ever. You got any points on this? Well, it's, and going back to it, I mean, they're not going to be perfect every time, right? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. human. They're going to miss a call here and there. But that's something you have to deal with, man. I mean, you know, it's just so hard. Because, I mean, if you're going to call fouls on everything, I mean, the game will last forever. Hmm. Yeah, you know, and one person that gave me really good perspective on this is uh, a guy that I work with. His name is Jason, and this is his job to help the officials come up with their reviews. And I see all the different angles he has to protect for within the line, two cameras up top, two cameras on the bottom, where they, where they are on the lines. They're very particular about where they're placing these cameras so the rest can look at the angles because they have, like you said, two minutes. They get all this time because they have to look at every angle because if they don't, their job is on the line. It matters, and um, that's that's exactly right. Is like, and you meant, and like when I remember when like we get technical calls, um, the the Katie Farrell one, and then yeah. like how long they reviewed that after mm-hmm. after the game because if if they don't get that right and UTA goes and appeals it, I mean literally, and yeah. that works for any league from high school up to mm-hmm. up to the pros. It is it is their paycheck. On the line. I mean, seriously. Or getting demoted. Or getting demoted. And that's what's happening. I mean, that's their, they just brought in another referee mm-hmm. to ref the rest of those games. Yeah. So, just like that, there you go. You see it right then and there. You're leaving room for second guessing, I think. It's... And I don't know if I'm more... I don't know if I should be upset about it or not. 
You know, I just don't like how the league feels like they have to apologize for blown calls. I get that's the, that's the two minute that's the yeah. two minute transparency. Then they've been yeah. doing it for five years now. It's because they feel like yeah. they do. Yeah, I don't think they that's should. That's where it started. That's where you're giving the players the power and the organization the power to feel upset, to feel wrong, to feel vindicated. You shouldn't have to, unless it's super egregious. That's fine, but you don't have to go. Hey, by the way, that tech that was on <clears> us. Yeah, because there's nothing at the end of the day. There's nothing you can do about it. No, nothing. Oh, they're gonna say something. No. No? I was gonna let you go first. <laughs> you, wait, wait. But, so you do have something to say? I do, but okay, I'm gonna go, let you go, go, go first. No, you go, go, go first, Creighton. Too late. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Too late. Go. <laughs> Honestly, I totally lost my go. train of thought through all. <laughs> lot, I think, I think another thing with the referees yeah, in this. And obviously, the do I think that Golden State is getting an, are they getting uh, leeway towards them? No. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this is not. It's not the referee's job to decide the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the whole league being rigged and everything, I just don't buy it because they make money left and right wherever they are, whatever, if they play four games, five games, especially like a Golden State team, they could play two games in a series and they're making millions and billions of dollars. I mean, seriously, it it doesn't matter for the league at all. And I think with the referees, they're nervous to call fouls on James Harden because he's known as such a, I don't want to say flopper, but he acts. Yeah. He does exaggerate the fouls. Mm-hmm. And so they can't judge based off of what he does. Is that a real foul or not? Now, I will give you, they missed one or two, I think, where they should have let him land. But mm-hmm. if you don't call it, you don't call it, you move on. It's basketball. It's an imperfect refereeing. And I think Draymond said this. It's an imperfect sport. Yeah. It doesn't. That was Katie. Katie. Yeah. Sorry. You can't, you cannot, yeah, you, it's, 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 you can't be perfect. Yeah. And if you are perfect, takes away from the whole point of the, of the, of the game, of any game. And that's what you're seeing like in soccer, VAR, mm-hmm. which I don't mind it, but there's a lot of times, or back in the day, maybe 10 years ago, now it's not going to be right, but it just ruins everything about the sport. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's it's honestly, in pros, it's about money. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and it ruins that, it ruins the bottom line. Yeah. It does. And I'm going to go back to what Bailey said in regards to having to apologize. I mean, I don't think that's really necessary, just because as as he mentioned, I mean, uh, it gives the players too much power. It gives them a sense of like, oh, you messed up. Like that's why we lost the game. When in reality, is going back to even what I said earlier, it, it's not about one call. If if it goes to back to one call, you're going, you were going to lose anyway. So I mean, there's a lot of different things they probably could have done better. Yeah. So it, it kind of falls on Houston. I mean, you you have a, I guess in a sense, a flawed strategy for the playoffs, because it. They're going to let you play a little more freely in the playoffs. They're not going to be as likely to make those calls. Well, you know, it's crazy because everybody always thinks, like you said, the ref, the ref's the one who dictates the game if they're fixing, quote unquote, fixing the game. Well, here's the deal. The the refs have a whole table crew they have to go through if they want something to go down. And table crews have to be strictly honest people. So if they want if they want to fix a score, good luck. Exactly. That's, oh, exactly. Good point. No, absolutely there. right. Okay, before we get out of the seven, any last points other than that one? No, no I'm good. No, I think I think, um, I think that actually in maybe one of the first times in five years, Golden State's actually getting a bad rap. I get it. <laughs> it's, Listen, it's so and, weird, and it comes though. back down it really to is weird. when I saw before we sign off. It comes back down to everybody is. I don't care what they say. Everybody's upset because Golden State beat everybody's butt at the fair game. Mm-hmm. They just they did it. Okay, and now everyone's trying to get back at that. The only the the only other thing that they probably other than like okay, they've signed KD. I'll give you that one. That was lucky. Anybody could have picked up Steph, Clay, Draymond. They beat him at the fair game by drafting, and it worked. And now everyone's trying to get back at him. 
And I think for the first time in maybe five years, they've got an unfair rap. That's all we have for this segment here on the hot seat. Now, officially up next, as I was teasing y'all before, <laughs> thank you for always keeping me humble, Bailey, correcting You're me. Um, me and Bailey saw some interesting things while we were watching the draft with NFL prospects. Um, and it continued throughout the night. We are going <laughs> we are going to get into what some this is this is more of a I would say informal informal segment, but we are gonna get into that here next on the hot seat. You don't want to miss it. This is the hot seat here on UTA Radio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTA Radio.com. iHeartRadio Radio FX and Facebook Live. I'm Micah Call Cole and to my left or straight in front of me as I should say I have the Birdman Creighton Branch and to my right the Bailey Dozier. You don't know my nickname. I'm insulted. (laughs) The Bailey Dozier. Do you believe that? The Bailey Dozier. I spent all this time crafting both your guys' nicknames. Hey, man, I didn't forget yours. Yeah, I know you didn't. I appreciate that. Sorry. Hey. That's why we go to concerts together. Oh. Oh, that's okay. Cold. Um, Real quick, the polls. uh, First up was who had the better what's what. I got 50%. (laughs) <laughs> Bailey got 50%. Michael, you got nothing. Oh, <laughs> such a quick spread. Um, is Kyler Murray, uh, did he deserve the first pick in the draft? Uh, it was 60-70-33 uh, for that one. Uh, no, he did not. I can only imagine whose vote swayed the no. Uh, and then last is Golden State getting fair treatment uh, and 100% say, I mean, is there, are they getting treatment from the ref? Actually, 100% say yes, which is interesting. That's weird. So, uh, that just goes to show you that everybody's ready for Golden State to lose, except for this guy who's wearing the Kevin Durant shirt. Because so. you have so many of those. I, um, you have like 50 <laughs> of them in your closet. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so we were watching this draft, right? Okay, so we were... And, I, and I've, I've noticed this for years, but it was so bad in, in this... In this <laughs> um, ESPN's stats that they use for player profiles has gotten worse and worse... Throughout the years, and it just was, I think, at its peak. Yeah. Thursday night it and Friday awful. night. It, it was, was awful. It was unbelievable. Um, Bailey went ahead and documented the ones that we thought were insanely interesting and awful. Um, you can go ahead and, and <laughs> yeah. get them for us. So I have five here. I have Kellen Farrell, whose parents were in the military. I hope you know that. I hope that's important to <laughs> that. That, that applies to his football, his football skill. All right. So Devin White. It's a big Spider-Man fan and loves Marvel Comics. <laughs> I think they're capitalizing off that Disney Endgame connection there. I, I don't I know. I think they are. All right. Daniel Jones, I know, was the one we really had a good time about. Sister plays lacrosse at Duke and won a championship. <laughs> like, like, that has, like, that has any, like... Add on to his football play to his 59% completion average. Well, like, that helps worse. at all. Brian Burns, Florida State. Sister runs track at Florida State. Didn't win anything. She just runs track at Florida State. (laughs) And then everybody's favorite quarterback, Will Greer from West Virginia. Both brothers, Nash and Hayes, are social influencers. Have 15.4 million viewers on YouTube and Instagram. That's not even about Will. It's not at all. It's not even about football. It's not even related to sports. In fact, they even showed us a highlight of his brother Hayes on Dancing with the Stars, Junior. Dear Lord. (laughs) 
Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, he was doing the, the rumba or whatever. Yikes. Yeah. And I don't... Is that be? And you know what? It got worse. Did you see those later rounds? Oh, I know. Wait, wait. Before we continue, I gotta say, <laughs> is that I don't? Is that because ESPN is just losing? Like, I don't know. I think they're trying to cater to the younger, like the NBA. They're trying to find a way to the loopholes oh, for the younger generation. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and continue. Well, it got worse. God. I don't know if you stayed stuck around for the later rounds. I did just to see round. if this would get any more <laughs> ridiculous. So I kind of compiled. I know I compiled some. I asked you to compile some. Yeah. I think you compiled some as well. So do you want to just kind of go off one at a time? We can. All right. So you want to start? No, you start. All right. <laughs> You're already so on the wall, man. This, one, this is when I started. thought this was getting abnormally weird. So I don't know if you guys stuck around for round six, but the Denver Broncos with the 187th pick in the draft selected Tyson Williams, small forward, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. It says here that he prefers his sandwiches with the cuss crud off. <laughs> it was weird. The what what, is going that, on what here? does that matter? I, I guess you got to worry about it when, you're, when, when, when you're setting up when you set up roomies at training camp. You got to be, hey man, Will. <laughs> what was his name? Tyson Williams. And he plays Ty- basketball. He's t- I guess he got selected as a tight end. It's the Zion effect. Ty- yeah, exactly. hey, Tyson, man. Can't room with Bob, man. Bob likes his crust, yeah. likes his crust on, dog. You can't you can't do it because Tyson's gonna get upset. And yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have some team chemistry problems, yeah. and that's gonna ruin the season. Oh, I don't gosh. know, man. Ka, go ahead and what'd you got? What'd you get? What'd you, well, give me f- one of yours. Oh, okay. So my first one was Quentin Martinez. He was picked. <laughs> It's 228th overall by the Buffalo Bills. Whoa. And he's out of Stanford. He's a running back. And he likes to put tuna fish salad as a topping on his pizza. Whoa. What? That wait, is so wait, random. Wait, wait, wait. Baked in or just oh. cold? Baked, baked in. Wow. I was like, what is going on here? This pen's getting radical. Is it, is, it, is, it like, is it like a... <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Is that like an alternative to anchovies? <laughs> I have no clue. I just want to know if it's like lumped like, in there. <laughs> like they just like, scooped it in. Like, 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 um, like crab cakes just put on the pizza. And yeah, exactly. The, like, just... That can't taste good with the cheese and the marinara sauce. Right? <laughs> There's no way. Uh, apparently he likes it. <laughs> That's so weird. That's where he's getting his protein check. <laughs> All right. I, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I'll give you that. one that I documented. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So in the sixth yeah. round. All right. The Miami Dolphins, oh, fresh off a trade of Josh Rosen, <laughs> might I add, selected Jacoby Jacobs. Jacoby Jacobs. <laughs> That's funny itself. Punter from Winston-Salem State. <laughs> oh, digging. And, and the thing that they had on there was, led the charge for Blue Bell Ice Cream's return. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I don't. <laughs> he led the charge. Who is their Who is their word guy? <laughs> you can see Jacoby Jacobs standing outside. Uh, whoever shut up the FDA's office. We want blue. <laughs> and so, Bring it back. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I guess Jacoby won in that sense because yeah. they got it back. They got it back. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. All right. Well, staying in Florida, in round in round six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected with the two hundred and eighth pick of the draft, Luke Hunt, kicker, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, 
And it says here, I, I guess he really is into, he's really into music because it says here that he does believe in love after love. I guess he's a big Cher fan. I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Oh, my. Cher. Cher. What? You think he listens to Cher in the May- locker room? I'm sure he was trying to turn back time in that NFL draft to try to get picked higher in the draft. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe that, that's, that, it must have because he got picked so late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle, who do you got? Well, the next one in the seventh round, 242nd pick by the Los Angeles Chargers. They selected Tim Thompson. He, wait, wait. He said Los Angeles. Yeah, he that's corrected a, That's himself. a moment it's yeah. himself. Continue. Out of Harding University. <laughs> what is that? He's a so free obscure. safety, and his entire family likes to chug Mountain Dews before every game. <laughs> every high school game. It sounds like he's from West Virginia, man. Oh, it does sound like he's from West Virginia. It's so weird. Right? Oh, the, all together at once in the synchronized unit? Yes, all together at once chug, in the synchronized chug, unit. Chug, 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 chug. You know, we talk about... Uh, Olympics bringing in synchronized break dancing into the into their sports. I mean, I guess synchronized chugging I could see happening in the next couple of years. Well, you know, they do that at the clubs already. Yeah? Yeah. Let me give you another one for me. All right. So the New York Jets. Oh, boy. Off their, fresh off their Daniel Jones pick. Yeah. Signed free agent. Oh. <laughs> Mark Awube, quarterback from Dartmouth. <laughs> oh, gosh. He claims. An Ivy what? League. What? <laughs> <laughs> he claims to have seen Clark Kent and Superman in the same place at the same time. <laughs> what is ESPN doing? Who does that anymore? even matter? I'll tell you what, that, that is a groundbreaking experience if you ask me. There's no one that's seen that other than Mark Awube. Awube so, from uh, Dartmouth. Well, it is Ivy League school, so he's smart for a reason. All right, keep going. Go ahead, Cox, because mine's earth shattering. Okay. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, the ESPN really knocked their socks off. We only of have three of these apiece, so we're almost yeah. done. Okay, so for the final pick in the NFL draft, the 254th pick, which is also known as Mr. Irrelevant, Joseph Scanlon out of Oklahoma, a punter. And a fun little fact about him, he endorsed Kyler Murray for the number one pick in the NFL draft. Endorsed. And and he's going to Arizona, the very (laughs) team that was drafted Kyler Murray. Team that plays together sticks together. That's for sure. All right, are you up for me? No, go ahead. Came out of Oklahoma. All right. Drafted right before Joe Scanlon. In the 2019 NFL draft. <laughs> oh, jeez. The Washington Redskins selected Luke Baker, offensive lineman, University of Phoenix. Oh! Who watches reruns of The Bachelor with his mother at 5.15 every day when she returns home from work with a tub of ice cream. How did they fit that oh. in the, t- the tab? They had to change the font, oh, man. Oh, from Times New Roman? They had to change it to Calibri, whatever it is. 8-point <laughs> font? 8.5 or 9 font. All right, so, all right, so this, is, where Last I re- one, this is when I realized that ESPN was getting a little ridiculous. I think it was because I was watching the Channel 8 version of the draft at this point. <laughs> And they were starting to get a little radical. The Ocho? Oh, yeah, the Ocho. So in round seven, the New Orleans Saints selected with the 244th pick of the draft. 
Oh, boy. Strap your seatbelts in, boys. Harrison Smith, middle linebacker, the University of Ole Miss. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on air. All right. Well, ESPN. <laughs> oh ES- that's, the same, that's the stuff you say before you don't say it on e- ESPN said it, so I guess I could say it. It says here that he believes the South will rise again soon. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> what is going on? That's the end of this segment here on the hot seat. You're listening to utradio.com. When we return, the greatest of the, the greatest of uh, uh, just cut the break, man. Greatest of when we return here. You listen to utradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always. Streaming live on Facebook Live. Check out Micah Cole for that live stream. The poll we had up was this Gold State getting a fair treatment. We let that one roll out a little bit more. And I think the consensus is that, unfortunately, yes, they're getting a treatment. I don't believe that. I don't think we believe that. But it's a 67 to 33 vote there. Um, oh, man. ESPN's getting real radical is trying that, to keep is, in retained viewership. Is that what it is? I think so. Well, my name is Craig Branch, the man next to me, Micah Cole, and the man next to him is Bailey Dozier. Um, <laughs> they got to tame it, man. Yeah, I know. They got to really <laughs> take a chill pill on that one. <laughs> they got to close it down. They're really scared of FS Sports. That, it's only a matter of time till FS starts doing yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> voice crack. Right. Uh so, for our greatest of, we thought we'd go kind of a full so- circle moment, and I had something else planned, but I decided to scrap it, and I was thinking about it earlier, and I talked to Bailey about it, then you, and we both agreed that it was all, three agreed, that it was all a good idea. Um, we're going to go a little bit more, would you say, breaking the fourth wall? Yeah. We're going to break the fourth wall here, okay, <laughs> on the hot seat, and for our greatest of to end this show out this year is... I want to get Micah's first, and then Bailey's, and then mine. Um, I want to know your greatest three moments here on the hot seat this year as the first time around show. Well, Go for it, Micah. For me, the third one has to be one of a big achievement for us, and that was our very first show together on the hot seat. Like, come on, that's an achievement to finally get up here, get the get the horses going, and get our name out there for the first time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get it going. The horses. Yeah, but in the back. it was a phenomenal moment to <laughs> oh, see how to no. get up here. I was honestly a little nervous that first night. I'm not gonna lie. But really, we've come, we've come a long way. You were nervous that first night. I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad you told me that now instead of then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, well, I mean, there's good. I was nervous the first time I did a show, show, like as well. Well, you did and, good, but it's it's a but it also helps having a partner on alongside to talk with the entire year. What's your number two? Number two. Our very first show with Bailey Dozier. Oh, Man, he's you forgot keep... my nickname again. I Dozier. heard the pause. You tried to... No, yeah, all right. I'll give the, you that one. He's just going to keep Bailey this Dozier. sucker within the three of us. Yeah. Bailey three Dozier. Of uh, well, thank you. I really enjoyed that, too. Yeah, I really did enjoy that. And we also got a few drops out of that So <laughs> on the radio. Yeah, on the radio. <laughs> Who's, who wants to pay for that? That, that one with Bailey hit over 1,000 views that, I mean, yes, within that week. that is correct. It did. Yeah. So... It was a phenomenal night, and that kind of set the tone for what the hot seat was. Bailey kind of helped set the tone for us, oh. like especially on Facebook. And that was also our first, at least as I remember <laughs> it, our first Facebook Live video. 
as I remember it. As he remembers it. <laughs> that seriously was the I first one. I will run that tape when I find it all summer long. <laughs> okay? I all will. Right. What's, your, what's your very first one, man? Well, honestly, night number one has to go to Krista Gerlich. I'm so glad that she was able to take you some time. Right. I know. Continue. Thanks, Creighton. Right <laughs> Don't worry. I got it. I got it. You told me to say Thanks. it in my head several times <laughs> before the show, so hey, I would good. hope I got it. Continue. I got it right by now. But my greatest moment was obviously with Krista Gerlich. That was one of my favorites. And getting to pick her brain a little bit and what she thinks about the game and kind of her history going back to Texas Tech, going back to how it all began for her. It was just a phenomenal uh, thing to get to kind of get to to get to know her a little better and I let our audience uh, know what's going on here with our coach here at UT Arlington. Okay. That was <laughs> – I'm just kidding. Did it hit you right in the heart? I just realized that we're on radio. No one could have saw that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're streaming. Hey, the Facebook Live people is here. you just did uh, your chest. Yeah, that, never mind. That, one, that one fell flat. All they right, might hear it. I want to hear your top three as a guest on this show, but being an honorary, basically, member, you've been on here more than any other guest. And right it's here. it's been, I mean, it's been awesome having you here, obviously. And uh, I'm going to say it again. You know, we get a lot of views when you're on here. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I was just saying. I, not. But uh, what are your three just coming from you, man? Well, first, it wouldn't be right. And you've I... listened every week before yeah. you start. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks. <laughs> first of all, it wouldn't be right if I didn't, you know, thank you guys for allowing me on the show. I'm, you know, I'm just a humble listener. And the fact that you guys bring me on for riffs, I really do appreciate that. Riffs. But, uh, you know, as you, you know, Creighton, I catalog all your shows and I critique your shows after every episode. Yeah. So I looked starting from last week to the very first episode. I've accumulated all the data. Um, I've had my honorable mentions on my topic three. So as number three, I have the interview with Krista Gerlich. Because I think you guys asked really good questions, and I felt that her uh, her genuine want to be here in conversation really made the show what it was. I really liked the information she had and how she, well she interacted with you guys, and not just treating you guys as some undergraduate broadcasters trying to make it in the game. <laughs> Number two. And most of these are quotes, by the way, so that way you guys can try to guess which episodes they are. <laughs> oh my God. It just happens. People make mistakes. It's just life. Oh, God Kareem Hunt. Oh, no. I, showed, oh, oh. I showed everyone that. <laughs> and before I present my number one, I Is have that my the own... e-break of the week. He goes, he goes, he goes. <laughs> I make mistakes through my packages. <laughs> I was like, "Cop, how could you equate hey, that, Kareem Hunt to kicking a nineteen-year-old girl to?" It's just life. Hey, uh, but you know, you should send that in for to the e-break on the ticket for me do. first. I don't know if you want to be on the e-break. <laughs> I don't know. Joe knows the guys by Marks. So I don't know if UTA Radio has a good reputation over there. <laughs> you think you said they keep joking about it? Yeah, they do on there. They, My the Corby or whoever it is. Go, okay, Mark. <laughs> oh, no. Mark Reiner. I have a couple honorable mentions because it's everything literally from well, over the radio one? year. He's not there yet. I meant oh, honorable okay, mentions because I try to do those between one and two. All right. So my first one, on the radio. Oh, yeah, they really massacred him in Lubbock. Oh, my God. S. <laughs> that was why I couldn't say the word. <laughs> uh, uh, you're L.A., not San Diego. Oh, God. Rogers TB12 debate. Oh, that was that one's, yeah, on, sound- he was, uh, that one's on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was really – he went absent without leave. Huh? Uh, a- AWOL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh yeah, uh, here on the hot seat, we do this every week. We're calling for the man's job. Oh, no. Jesus, I'm Garrett. picking Cleveland. 
Cleveland. Yeah, Ka. that started with you. Do you. And the last one for my own mention. Ka, do you know where Northwestern State is? <laughs> oh! <laughs> and one, then, for it my took number, like six weeks. Yeah, yeah. And for, for the number one, Wednesday, September 5th, 2018, oh episode two, the infamous. I think you say I set the tone for the show. I think this single-handedly set the tone for know, the hot seat. I know where he's going. Let's, set, let's give a little context. UTA volleyball. Let's talk a little bit of girls. They're drawn in crowds. You know, students can get in for free now. But I mean, you know, call over here is Mr. Buy Season Hope Pass tickets to see Eric Neal and Mr. Kevin Herbert play basketball. But when it comes to UTA volleyball, he's not going to pay one cent to go see them. He'd rather see them if they're free. And he said, because I quote, who wants to pay for that? Because you're here, a UTA radio broadcaster, a student ragging. On the university, the athletics department, UTA volleyball, UTA radio, you're ragging on everybody in one sentence. And then Creighton's retort, is that where we're going with this? <laughs> <laughs> it was the best moment. I still think about that every day. That was my favorite moment Holy in the hot seat history. Because he had the, the wherewithal, the guts to say, because who wants to pay for that? Single-handedly insulting everybody in the university. I mean, he, he cut himself off, man, because he understood what was about. No, he didn't, because in fact, I have it logged. He oh, went for it again. He goes, is that where you go with this? He goes, yeah, because I mean, who really wants to pay for that? <laughs> he, he he put his foot in the sand. Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh that geez. made the show for me. That made me want to tune in every week. No. Because <laughs> I was like, he just said that on All the right. radio. So... You're going to laugh. Um, <laughs> I hope so. My, my number three is obviously uh, the the with I'm with you, Mike. Is is the first show because I was I was pushing for this uh, to happen the semester before we got it in the spring, and it didn't. And I was really hoping because I knew that there was potential here that we could do, and we would be and that we could become, um, you know, a, like a just known within the UTA community, which I think has happened now. Between uh, all the co- and that's what I wanted to do. Between the coaches and the athletics here, they know who we are now. And I mean, that's that's exactly what I was going for. So like, that was a big step for us, just getting that first one. Uh, my second one, <laughs> my second one, probably has to be. You about to tear up? No, I'm laughing. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the same thing. I mean, your face is really red. <laughs> I. That's not funny. Yeah. I'm going to. Really, <laughs> That is sunburn. Got I'm to out. You. I, 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 the sunburn out. got to you, Curtin. I think my second. I think my second one. I'm gonna have a lot of homage. The second one, though, it would have to probably be Dwayne Johnson's the Dwayne Johnson thing because. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I know who he is now. Because me and I, can't I, I, got, I, had, that. I had Toby on the line. Yeah. Man. Hey. And I was like, I was like, wait. I was like, I was like, I was like. You know now. I'll give you credit. You know now. And I was like, well, I was like give me know, credit I'll, for being honest. I, was, I, I do. <laughs> for being honest. I, I give it to you. And I was like, that's the hot seat. I was seat. like, we you know what? Here I was like, I, I was like, do you know Dwayne Johnson? He goes, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. The wrestler, man. Go on. He goes, no. I was like, okay. The actor. No. And I was like, Jumanji. The game plan. The game plan. Oh well, yeah. The rundown. Rampage. And he was like, no. I was like. Oh no! No, I said uh, yes to Jamal. Oh, you uh, did. Jumanji. You did. Okay, and that's so, kind of where I started. And to catch so on. me and I Toby, just didn't know. me and Toby, and this one's on SoundCloud too, and that's why yeah. I put it on there because it was so good. Me and Toby were going back and forth like, bro, and ah, uh, it was incredible. <clears throat> Some of my honorable mentions <laughs> were definitely 
with me, the S thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we can't take this S. <laughs> this, this S. And another another honorable mention would be definitely Krista Gerlich coming in studio. Mm-hmm. And then interviewing, uh, I'm going to put these together, Krista Gerlich and then interviewing Sierra Johnson. Uh, Krista Gerlich is the head coach of the UTM women's basketball team who had a historic season. Uh, Sierra Johnson was the lead point guard of that team, starting point guard. And then yesterday, getting an interview uh, Coach Ogden for the show, which we will put uh, on our Twitter. And I was going to put it on the air, but I decided not to because we should not have enough time for it. But I'm going to go ahead and put it on Twitter. Y'all be able to listen to that. It was about half an hour. That was a lot of fun, too. My other my other honorable mentions would be you and me, our first really go at it against uh, Aaron Rodgers, if he should get paid or not. That was yeah, so that was long great. ago. Um, the UCF debates we've had about you <clears throat> about you wanting UCF and and then sometimes trying to bring them into it, those situations. Um, but I'm, my number one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who really wants to pay for that? Yes! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It has to be. It has it to. It has to be. It absolutely. I mean, it's like. Is that where we're going with this? It just set the tone of the entire show, man. And it's like, and, and it's not, <laughs> we're not, I don't, I don't, it, it, what's so classic about it is that it's just, it was just so natural, yeah. man. And I was like. He didn't even realize it. That's where we're really going with this. And he was like, oh, what's the And, um, and that was, that's the, that's the killer drop of this entire show, man. And. Who was um, paying that? And it's it's really that's really where the uh, theme of the show came from was within that quote. You're absolutely right, Bailey. So that has to be my number one, hands down, because we still talk about that to this day. And uh, yeah, oh man, but it is a drop. (laughs) It is. It is a drop. It is a drop. Crane just uh, forgets to put him in the the system. (laughs) Thanks a lot, man. You're welcome. Thanks for throwing him under the bus. (laughs) But you know, he's the drop master. And that was a, uh, I think that was a great way to uh, go ahead and end this greatest of, uh, for this year at least. Um, Plenty more to come. I hope so. <laughs> Plenty more to come. I got to tell you, if there's not, then we're not doing our job. <laughs> but that is all the time we have for this segment here on the hot seat. Up next, in order, finally, we'll be talking about Tyreek Hill. A lot of information coming out about him. A lot of situations still revolving around him. Just can't seem to get out of the spotlight. We're going to get into everything about him coming up. You're listening to Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live. I'm Micah Call Cole alongside the Birdman, Creighton Branch, and our professional singer, Bailey Dozier. Oh, that he is. The Bailey uh, Dozier. <clears throat> Sounds really good. Thank Maybe. you. Really, really love it in here. And you really lighten up the fire in here. Do you really mean that? Yes, I really oh, wow. do mean that. Just like I mean it with you. You think I lie to you every week? I didn't say that. Well, you do say <laughs> in your segments when you start your segments, I'm not going to lie to you, Birdman. So, <laughs> so you, yeah, I would hope you don't lie yeah, to me. Yeah, I would hope you wouldn't lie to me. It's a radio show. Would I still be your co-host if I didn't think you were the best co-host Wait, out he's there? he's the co-host? I mean, I'll, I mean, yeah, you would. I thought you were the co-host, Correct. We're, we're, we're both You're co-hosts. both co-hosts? You're confusing yes. Cobb. That's why it's co-host. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's how radio worked. All right, Bailey. Thanks. Yeah. And Cobb. Bailey, you learned something today. I did learn something. So Tyreek Hill has been in the uh, news once again. Um, man, I got to tell you. I hope you would. 
Just taking a dramatic pause. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, but I was trying to. It's I was okay. No think awkward silence here on the hot seat. Right now, um, the the incident surrounding Tyreek and his uh, kids, I believe, right? It yeah, was, uh, his yeah. kid and his fiance. Fiance. I just want to get it right. Yeah. A lot of people are now wondering: Should Tyreek keep a job in the NFL? This is not the first time that Tyreek Hill has been in the spotlight for issues. And here we are again. And Bailey, I'm going to go right to you because you have the quotes written down. Yes. And I want to go ahead and get those in right now. So go ahead. Yeah, so in 2014, Mike Gundy actually dropped him from the OSU program because he had choked, sat on, punched, and threw his then-fiance, who was pregnant, with this child around. So that's the first time. And so this uh, video has come out recently of a secret interview or a conversation in an airport between uh, Crystal... Espinal and Tyreek Hill, they were walking in an airport and they were talking about Tyreek's son getting punched in the stomach. And they basically said, you know, he says it's your debt, it's your fault. He goes, well, I didn't, I didn't punch him. She's like, well, don't you punish him? He goes, well, you punish her, you punish him too. Use the belt. He goes, well, you open up his arms and punch him in the stomach. And he says, he said, daddy, he says, daddy said, daddy's, ter-, he's like, he's, he's terrified of you. And you know what he says? He says, you better be terrified. Yeah. You need to be terrified of me too. B. <laughs> oh. And she goes. We're not laughing because of what he said. Hold on. Hold on. We're not, <laughs> before we have a PR nightmare on our hands. We're yeah. not laughing because of what he said. Because Bailey is 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 plagiarizing me because of I said I said S. To keep the show, to keep the show uh PG. Bailey's keeping the show P I mean PG. So yeah. continue. All right, and so the conversation continues, and now where she had Tyreek Hill on the upper hand, this is where it starts to be an even placement where the conversation broadens and the case can be reopened. She says, I rode for you against that detective, uh, discussing when the CPS agent came in the first time and she basically denied everything and said, no, no, he's a good dad. He would never do that, blah, blah, blah. And so now they're both in the hot seat. And now, and I don't know how true this is, but from the different sources I've read, it says that they both lost custody of the child now, just flat out. Wow. Because, because now what they're saying is now she's implying complicity. Yes, she was the victim, but she also covered up for it in a child endangerment case, which means now they're both at fault. <clears throat> that is, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Um, so the question with all that, all the information, thank you, is do you guys believe that Tyreek deserves to keep his job? This isn't the first incident. Mm-mm. It's not. And here we are again. I mean, how many times are you going to say a slap on the wrist before you throw down the hammer? Yeah. I mean, what do y'all, what do you, Micah, what do you think? Do you think that yeah, he deserves Micah, to keep his job? Honestly, no, because Whoa. you got to get your life together, man. If, if you can't have it on, if you can't have it together off the field, yeah. you can't have it together on the field. Let's just put it that way. That's such a turd. <laughs> Such a turn of events. Oh, opposed to the yeah. other one before? He said, well, last one, he said, life I'm happens. Not saying, he said, hey, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold yeah. up. But look at it this way. He needs to get his life together. <laughs> if he can get it together, then maybe he can get his job back. Yeah, I mean. Whoa. Johnny Manziel still fighting that good fight. Exactly. Yeah, he's still Johnny Football. There's still people like Johnny Manziel out there trying to get the job back. But I'm just, it's I'm quickly, not, not, quickly I'm not putting fading. the same thing. I'm just saying that Johnny no, Manziel trying to it's get quick, his life together and get, but, get back to football. But yeah, it's not it goes, easy to do. Yeah, it's really not an easy thing to do. I mean, he needs help, obviously, and that's what he needs to go get professional help. And uh, obviously, stepping away from the game is going to allow him time to Tyreek. Yes, Tyreek. Okay. So he needs to step away. And he needs to lose his job right now. Maybe even a suspension, like a full year at that, least. That is losing his. Wait, I'm confused. So losing his job 
right now that that is the suspension. Yeah. Either okay. get suspended for a year or get cut. One of the two. Get, okay. Get like, like Kareem Hunt. No, get cut. Did the NFL ever put him on the list yet? He's on the exempt list. Yeah, he is. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if they actually ended up doing it. They mm -hmm. said they were going to. I didn't yeah. know if they did it. And they did it on Friday. Okay. Kind of okay. similar to the Kareem Hunt situation. You know, he got cut. And I mean, yeah, eventually he. He didn't get cut. I thought he got cut by the Chiefs. No, they haven't. They haven't decided yet. Okay, well, false info there. Wait, is he not? No, he's not cut. Who was the one that the Browns selected now? I mean, picked up. They picked up a wide receiver, but they didn't cut Tariq Hill yet. They're still Lamar. No, oh, no, we're talking right. about Kareem. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He got cut. No, I was yeah. talking yeah. about Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Tariq Hill. No, 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 no sorry. No, I, I shifted team. over to that just I to kind of give another example. Like, he got cut. Well, because you were so, talking about the exemplist. That's where it got. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That makes sense. But First blunder for Bailey. Anyways, continue. It's <laughs> both part of the hot seat. Honestly, lost my train <laughs> no, of thought no, that's just fine. for a second. All right, Bailey, do you think he deserves to have a uh, job anymore? So, Kit, I would like to kind of transition this uh, topic because I think Tariq Hill is fairly getting a hard time because he deserves the hard time he's getting. Now, who's unfairly not getting a hard time, and I get why, because he's beloved by everybody in the sports world. But I think we should take a look at Clark Hunt, because, and hear this, he, now, tell me if this looks good. Clark Hunt has drafted and taken in his free agents, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Hill, Frank Clark, and Javon B Belcher. Sheesh. What does that say? Yeah, that's... Uh. And every time he said, you got to be an outstanding citizen, he'll give you the slap on the wrist. But guess what's happened? Things yeah. keep repeating. So what does that say about fixed. your... Yeah, what does that say about your franchise and you as the man making the decisions? I can, say, I can sit here and say that Tariq Hill doesn't deserve a second chance, but what his track record is showing me is I don't necessarily think that the Chiefs, and that's why the Chiefs have. God, cut do you think him it's yet. because the kid hasn't had guidance yet? No, no. You know, you want to know why they have. People cut are going to say he's an adult man. I mean, adult, an adult like a that he's just making. He shouldn't have to have anybody under watching him. But well, continue. Well, you know why they haven't cut him yet? Well, because I mean, you can afford to do that with Cream Hunt because you have the talent. But as soon as you cut Tariq Hill, that talent, that speed, you lost it. It's gone. And the only reason, the only reason why they haven't cut him yet is because he's that talented of a player. And that's the problem that lies within the NFL and then has plagued them for years upon years. Yes. It has. It uh because if you see if, if if this happened in the NBA, I don't care if it's LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Dinwiddie, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I'm okay, he's not that bad. Um any of them. I Marshall I mean that, Sure. Yes. Um <laughs> Drew Holiday. I mean, any of these guys, <laughs> any of these guys, Adam Silver's going to go, you're done. Yeah. You're cut, finished, suspended, mm -hmm. sometimes maybe even banned, you know? And it's how we've seen it before. David Stern wasn't like, he was kind of like that, but wasn't like that as bad. Adam Silver, no tolerance. The NFL, it's case by case basis. And that's the issue they're yeah. falling into. And it, it always comes back to this with us is they don't know how to handle these situations. And do I think that Tyreek Hill deserves to lose his job? I think he deserves to be suspended. Yeah. I think you have to be. Mm -hmm. And I think it starts there. I mean. I think, well, it's it's crazy because the last time I was on your show, we were talking about Reuben Foster. Holy and cow, As far yeah. as the case-by-case -case basis thing goes. And the issue is, there's many issues here. Yes, A, Tariq Hill's an issue, but there's multiple issues. A, Tariq Hill, yeah. does he deserve to get a second chance? 
or does he even deserve to get a suspension? That's the one issue. Well, the Kareem Hunt deserves is, a second chance, and so does Tyreek. Exactly. You have to. I think so. And that's here's relies the other two issues. Should he be cut? That's the other issue. They haven't done it yet. Will they? And then three, somebody else is going to pick him up. And that's, I think. They're going to. Yeah. That somebody, once he's on the market, somebody will snatch him up and do the same thing Clark Hunt's been doing with these other players. He says, look, you've been caught. We understand people make mistakes. Life happens. Right. It just happens. I'm sure Clark Hunt has Said that made mistakes on his packages too, Cobb. <laughs> and he says, but here he on out, have. you have to be an outstanding citizen. Yeah. And to Frank Clark's credit in Seattle, he has. Ever since that domestic abuse yeah. thing, he has done what he's supposed to do. Now, will Kareem Hunt, Tariq Hill, Javon Belcher didn't get a chance to. He kind of cut that opportunity short. Yeah. But that's the issue. How many times can you go around saying, I can change you. This is your last chance. Well, how many times can you do it? And then you see all the players that haven't been changed and believe that he's still going to do it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there is there, has there really been much of, as much of a success yet with any player? Ray Rice. Because he wasn't that Ray, good. Yeah. I, well, I, okay. I don't know. Because, no, I think he was pretty all right. I mean, I think he No, was, as in, no, he wasn't terrible. No, he was a good player. Yeah. Yeah. But was he throwing up Kareem Hunt numbers? No. <laughs> oh, heck no, but it's a whole new athlete we're seeing here between these guys. I think. I d- and I... the thing with Ray Rice is the video for him is so daunting. Yeah, he close-fisted her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, that that also <laughs> and dragged her out of an elevator. So there's a bad look on that. And did he ever deserve did he ever get a second chance? No. Did he deserve one? Yeah. Everyone said he did. Well, of everybody else after him, as, and I think this is all this, all this, what we're doing with yeah. right now is the response, the single-handed response to what happened with Ray Rice. It I is, honestly he do. is the domino effect. Yes, he is. He really, he honestly is. He this is this is because of what he did, and Roger Goodell didn't handle that situation really well, and, and they then, lit him up for it. Yeah, and then after that, it was the kicker from the Colts, I believe, whoever yeah, Pat, it was. Pat, and then, no, not yeah, Pat I don't know who it was, but you know. Ray Rice gets suspended all these games, and then he gets like two. And it was then, the punter from New York. Yeah, and then it, he got two, I think, games out of doing yeah. basically and, the same and thing. And he even admitted it too. Exactly. Yeah. And it was actually one and game. It, one game. It was and one there game. it went. There went the and snowball. And then Zeke over here with all this gray area, six games. Yeah. What's going on? See, I think I, I think Kyle I will say, go to his death. Hold on. Well, I think you we can, will go to your death defending Zeke, and I, I that is a true Cowboys fan right there. Continue. Thank you. Uh, but I think I can uh, speak for us three in this room that we agree that there needs to be some kind of consistency. Like, there, has there needs to, to be, be mm-hmm. something that in the books that says, "Hey, this is what we do in the event of domestic violence or my goodness, whatever it is." But in these days, sexual harassment, whatever it is, we we get the point though, right? OJ Simpson. They, sure. There's a there's a starting yeah, point. Look at that. So, so <laughs> of course I do. What did he do? He was a football player. But what did he do? He went on a freaking rate or race, uh, whatever it's called. You don't I don't know what he... word you're trying to find. Yeah, I don't know what word you're trying to find. I can't remember. All right, anyway, I can't remember the word. <laughs> Let's continue. Glove don't fit. What were you gonna say? Yes, I totally lost my train of thought. That that threw me off. Him <laughs> <laughs> throwing in OJ just totally made me lose my train of thought. Blaming me. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I think I, it all comes back to Roger Goodell, and I hate to beat a dead horse, man, but man, I just, I in just, the back? what in the back? Uh, yeah, that's ex- yeah, little not sex. I've never played that on the show. Anyways, um, 
I, I think it all starts with him and ends with him. He could easily fix all these situations, and he just... I don't know if it's because he's incompetent, or which is a strong thing to throw out, or if he just doesn't care, or if he's just... It's probably the bottom line. It's honestly what it is. Do you the, think he's a puppet to the NFL owners? Because, I mean, look at the way they handle his contract contracts. I think he is to everybody, but um, except uh, Kraft and Jerry. Yeah. Because they're the only two that don't like him. Mm-hmm. And they know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it's because they have been... Who else in this league has been affected as much as those two well, in terms of suspensions? Well, the North Carolina... I mean, sorry, North Carolina. The Carolina Panthers owner, that was a swift exit on him. He oh, didn't yeah. put up much of a fight. That's true. But outside of those three, there's nobody. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Jerry, Jones gets the, Jerry Jones gets the brunt of it, and so does Kraft. And yeah. Kraft, Kraft situations are always, are always based on cheating scandals, not mm-hmm. even social issues. And they're cheating scandals that don't really stick. No, exactly. It's so, I mean, it's dumb. They pursued that one more than they pursued, they pursued Kraft's cheating scandals and Tom Brady's one. They pursued the Colin Kaepernick thing. Mm-hmm. You just, it's so strange to me. But anyways, now before we get out of the segment, man, Tom I, Brady didn't deflate the balls, by the way. But, thank okay. you. Just that, is that from an inside source? Yeah, what are your sources No, I'm, t- I'm just saying, I don't uh, okay. think it happened. I don't think that? it happened. You hear that, Roger yeah, Goodell? Yeah. You hear that? God knows something you don't. <laughs> I really don't Best think he did. Best be watching out. So, take it. Yeah, thanks. At least all the balls were consistent. For the whole- <laughs> but no, before we get out of this, man, I, I do think that we all agree that Tyreek Hill deserves a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. But should be punished at the same time. Yes, that, yeah. that's. I think that's the point we were. Well, the thing is, to. he could get a second chance, but is the law going to give him a second chance? Well, that's 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 the issue he's facing right now. Yeah, be- because B. I, I, <laughs> it seems like we're seeing a lot of these cases though right now. It's because of it's. Yeah, it kind of started. I think personally with Johnny Menzel. No, nah, it's before that no, with Ray Rice. Ray Rice. But well, I think the big trend started there. But like I would even say that Johnny Menzel situation was just. Substance abuse for him had nothing to do with anybody else. I don't think yeah, it was an internal thing. Yeah, and he flamed out by himself, where everybody else is. You're, you're dealing with assaults and everything like that, and domestic violence and situations. Everybody else is at their peak if they haven't already hit it yet. Yeah, they're on the incline. And it, what's so compelling is it's these players are all so skilled, and they're all getting different treatment. And mm-hmm. so you start to look at it like, oh wow, it looks like the more skilled you are. The le- the more treatment you get based on how you know, you know if you did this thing wrong, we're gonna treat you a little bit better than we would somebody else, and that is just what has plagued the NFL for so many years now. And I just think Roger Goodell has done the absolute worst job you could ever do as a commissioner in this situation at on all of them. Yep. Any last points? I would say that what is tricky about this whole thing and it is, is tricky. Like you said, You're right. Is the bottom line. At the end of the day, what's going to make you money? Is that flat out? And that's what always blinds him. Yeah. And it also makes headlines, though, too. Especially whenever you do something to the Cowboys or the Patriots. It makes headlines. My it makes boss, money. One of, one of my bosses, I have many bosses, but one of my bosses <laughs> gave me some of the best advice I've probably ever heard. And he said, his boss told him, you can tell what's important by how much the budget is. Yeah, seriously. And that's 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 what you're looking at right now. Yeah. That is all the time we have for this segment here on the Hot Seat. Up next, we are going to get into a little bit of basketball. Um, oh, gosh. Vince Carter, man, just announced he's going to probably come back for another season. Oof. This seems to be a topic of discussion for a lot of people because it just seems to be a trend now, and I, w- I want to know y'all's takes on it. 
Should Vince Carter come back? We're going to get in on that here on the hot seat. Listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live. My name is Creighton Ranch, the man next to me, Micah, Ka, Cole, the man next to him, joining us in studio with the Yellow Beats, Bailey, the Bull, Dozier. We are 46 minutes past the hour, which means we have just about two segments left here on the show, our final show of the year. Wasting no time getting right into it. We're going to go ahead and stick with basketball for the rest of the show. we got a lot to talk about as the playoffs are rolling around. Uh, but somebody that, you know, <laughs> I guess you would say he's, he's not in the playoffs. So he's going to go out. He's going to try to grab headlines. That's really an unfair assessment right there. Sure is. <laughs> anyway. Was, grab headlines. Great guys. Vince. Co- <laughs> Grabbing headlines. Sorry. What was that? Grabbing headlines. Got to go out and grab it, apparently. Vince Carter. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Finally! Uh, anyways, Vince, <laughs> Vince Carter goes ahead and uh, <laughs> says that he is going to come back for another year. This will make him the longest, I'm going to say, the longest the reigning longest NBA tenure ever ever in the history of the NBA, and everyone has been talking about from this morning to up to now, should Vince Carter come back and play another year? This will be his 22nd. Bailey, I want to get your take first. I don't see why not. Oh, my God. I mean, he's, I mean, I th- all right, so here's the deal. I don't like this because it's very much a Carmelo Anthony move. You're taking up space on a roster. You're taking up money. You're taking yeah. up half space. But at the end of the day, it's 20, he's, he's not going to be a huge contributor, and I don't think he's going to be demanding that much money. So at the end of the day, does it really matter? Yeah. it's it's And he's never on the good teams anyway. Well, I guess that's a big issue then because, yeah, you're wasting a roster spot. You're wasting a roster spot. He's 50 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's not, but. He's well, a, he's border. He's He'd have to be 48 right now. <laughs> that's so sad. It's just one year more than Dirk. And I had a problem with that because. All right, Mike, go first. Well, as much as I liked Vince Sanity days, I think it's time what? for him to ring it up. Were you born during the Vince Sanity? Vince day? Sanity. Yes. I'm they kidding. still called him here that in Dallas, as a matter of fact. Dear Lord, did we really? Yeah, we uh, did. Especially we did. after his buzzer beater in game three against Kyle, San Antonio. I will never forget that. Nobody likes San Antonio around here, Creighton. I don't, but apparently people like Houston. I more respect than like San, San Antonio. But I don't like them. Apparently, y'all and like I, San Antonio more than Houston. Correct. Why? Because they're the big brother. No, the, I, the, the Houston Rockets the are the little brother. annoying I, brother. I can't. At know. least to me, they're the, the little annoying brother. That's they owned us like the big there. brother. I give you that. Yeah. What is your <laughs> exactly? Think? What does your dad think? What does my dad uh, think? San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, he respects him. Okay. And he loves Greg Popovich. Okay. Cool. Thank you. I do too, and I like his responses on his press conferences. But that's good nothing. Continue. <laughs> but. Uh, I think it's time for me to ring it up, Vince Carter. Um, it's been a great up. 21 seasons, but Wouldn't you as, miss I, the as you mentioned, what? Wouldn't you miss the sweatband? He wears a sweatband. <laughs> In case you had figured that one out. <laughs> yeah, on his head. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you, as opposed to his leg. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking? Yeah, yeah on his, on his head. He threw it like it was a crown. He's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're talking about the same thing. Continue. But yes, I think it is time for him to ring it up, Creighton. Um, but yeah, it's been a great 21 years, uh, but it's time for him to go. The question is, can Vince Carter contribute to a team with quality minutes? Mm-mm. And <laughs> no, he can't unless he's handing the guys at the front of the bench the water, and that's about all he is. I, well, he could hold the clipboard too. He just hasn't made the transition. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I mean, he could. He could. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, Los Angeles should look into that one. Yeah. I mean, you never know. But oh gosh, I mean, I I thought I thought last year Dirk should have retired. Vince Young. I mean, Vince Young. Vince Carter. <laughs> t- t- that tells you exactly what that is. Um, Vince Carter. Just feels like I feel like he's like holding on to like nothing. That's the one thing I do not like about the game of basketball. And that's and the baseball. worst. Yeah, exactly. I don't like the fact that you can you can age with the game, but not be able to contribute to the game, but still make a seat because yeah. it just slows down the game and it makes the team whoever you're on not as interesting to watch. Like Mike Napoli, Carmelo or Anthony, Carmelo Anthony, yeah. or who? Or, I mean, what's his, what's the what's his face? The pitcher? Which one? Really old. Oh one. my God! I always forget his name. I, I know you're talking about big guy. Yeah. CC Colo. What's no. his name? Oh, Bartolo. Yeah. Bartolo. 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 Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. He was really he good in the, the World right? Series with the Mets and the Royals, but outside of that, uh, no, then but still, that, I know. But still, that's a perfect game against the Astros a couple years ago. Me. I think it was last year, wasn't it? He was traditional. He was. Hey, no, no. Bartolo Colon was like was 24 inches. Uh, 24 inches best customer. That's the place that sells the boomstick. No, I heard. Did he go to the boom? Did he come to Texas for the boomstick? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he probably came to Texas for the boomstick. Anyways, <laughs> no, Vince Carter, man. I, if he can't contribute quality minutes, man, he's got to get out of here. And it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, I get it. And that is the issue with the NBA that I have not gone on board with. And I love basketball. It's my favorite sport besides, like, soccer. <laughs> it's not a gladiator sport. No, it's not. You're absolutely right. It's, it, it, it was. At one point, <laughs> but um, back when the game wasn't soft, and so I think that if if I feel like Vince, if, they, if if these guys coming in are just are just like I guess at least semi just as good as Vince Carter, why is he still there, man? I mean, there's no reason for him to still bear that, and that I was just mentioning. Um, that's why I don't like the the NBA. It's the only thing I don't really like about them is that they like. To hold on to players because of they the like legacy. legacy, we just jinxed there. Um, that was that was impressive. And so, anyways, <laughs> they they like legacies and they're going to hold on to. And you saw it here with Dallas and Dirk. I mean, it's it's incredible. There is no reason Dirk should have played. And I love the man. I think he's the greatest European player to ever touch the basketball court ever. But he should have easily played nineteen years at that. I think, and he played twenty one. I would have given you eighteen. That would have been fine. And I don't know if it's because Vince Young, I mean, Vince Carter is going for. What is wrong with you? I'm just, we were talking about it earlier, man, and I'm sorry. Are Vince Young's Vince Carter's now? Is that where we're, <laughs> is doing that where with we're that? going with this? <laughs> um, I don't know if Vince Carter's trying to just like set a record that can't be broken because they already broke it. Kobe was 20 and Dirk 21. And those were, those were, te- that was not just, you know, playing so many seasons in a row. That's playing with just one team. Vince Carter obviously hasn't done that. But 22 would make him the longest. And if he wants to keep doing it, maybe that's what he's aspiring for. Then I guess give him that. But, man, 
There's just nothing about his game that I can't find somewhere else for a younger price. I mean, the dude's probably got grandchildren. He could have grandchildren he, at this he point. did get drafted by the Vancouver Grizzlies? Yeah. That just says everything you need to yeah. know about his age. And league. where are they? <laughs> In Memphis. And where is Vince Carter? Not there. Vince Carter is... Vince Carter was playing on the Toronto team when the Toronto, the purple jerseys were still the actual jerseys and not the the fraternity throwback jerseys of the. He was the the hero of Canada. He was. The face of Canadian. Insanity. When it was really there. Then he came to Dallas, jumped to Memphis. Well, he's had a couple of jumps in there. He he didn't go from Toronto straight to Dallas, but he had a lot of. But yeah, he came and he kind of relived some glory days in Dallas. I don't know if he's holding on to the past or what, but it sure feels like it. He's holding on to that hairline. Ooh. With the headband, though. That's why he wears it. Exactly. It's like the LeBron James situation. Yeah, but LeBron James got hair implants in 2016. Oh, I thought he just embraced it. No. Because he was back in Cleveland, felt he's, at home. He's Hollywood L.A. now. <laughs> he is. He is. And you know what? Any last points on this topic? No, let's talk about KD. I was about to say, that's a great segue into our next topic here on the Hot Seat. We are going to mention, is KD finally better than LeBron, the best player on the planet? He said in a press conference the other day, Five games ago, not the other day, but five games ago. I'm KD. You know my name. And ever since then, he has popped off, man. We're going to get into that here on the hot seat for the last final segment. You're listening to UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live. And for the final time this school year, I am Micah Caw Cole, alongside the Birdman, Creighton Branch, and the Bulldozer. There it is. Bailey. Going off on a bang. Dozier. He, he had to think about your last yeah, name. Yeah, he, he got one thing right, but it screwed up the he other goes, thing. He goes, Bailey. Hey, you know what? We do long pauses here at the beginning. Dozier. <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, we love the call. It's all good. I literally man. just said his last name and his nickname. How could I forget? That that's that's true. I the, like uh, struggled with my first name. The poll is: Should Vince Carter continue to play a fifty-fifty? Say yes and no. Tyreek Hill, a hundred percent said no on should he keep his job. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and publish this one before we get into this segment. Uh, I know Bailey has a few words, uh, but is Katie not the best player on the planet? Before we get into this segment. Uh, Bailey, you were reading up on our Bailey watches. Here's the thing, Bailey. Bailey looks at all our comments on Facebook, and he had a bone to pick, so he's gonna go ahead and say it on the show. Um, we're gonna give him the reins. Oh boy, yeah. So I was reading these comments here, and <laughs> overall they're pretty, pretty, pretty fine. But then David D'Amico chimes in, and oh boy, I think he's way out of bounds on this one. Let me just read you some snippets here, dude. Relay. Why are you just talking about basketball? We already know the Warriors are going to win again. But first of all, he he just judged the segment because we're not even going to talk about the Warriors winning. So he just assumed. I don't like that. The NHL playoffs are just full of predictions. Well, if he was a true NHL fan, he would know that all these teams are pretty much the ones that reigned the NHL playoffs in the early 2000s. So we can knock that right out the window. <laughs> and you'll have a lot more to talk about in hockey. Not true. Pretty surface level right now. The only thing to say about the NBA playoffs is that the Warriors are just going to win it all again. That's your perspective, David. And first off, if you're going to critique us, how about you get your spelling correct? Because you said relay, not really. That's all I have to say. Bailey took that one to heart. <laughs> I was thinking, we were in the middle of commercial break, and he's like, I got I to gotta say something. I was like, 
I'm not gonna step in the man's way. Here. <laughs> oh. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let, him, I'm gonna let him go. So, um, I did not say any of that. I'm just saying, yeah, um, nothing to do with. That's all Bailey right there. Yeah, it is. I mean, he had to say it. But let's just go ahead and let bygones be bygones, and we're gonna go ahead and get into this last segment. Um, the situation is we have Joe out here. LeBron is out of the playoffs. Yeah. Katie is in. A comment was made the other day. Well, they asked Katie a question, and his response after the game was, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. And after that, dude's been on a tear, man. I mean, almost shooting 60% from the field, averaging 40.4 points a game. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah so the question Look, is, hold on. Okay. The question right. is, I and I won't let, my train of thought. No, no, I'll let you go first, is Katie, and I have said it for two years now, but is Katie... The best player on this planet. Is he finally better than LeBron? First off, way to live up to your trash talk. I love it. That's a phenomenal job by Kevin Durant. He's just coming out and putting it on a tear after literally just putting a... What's the right word for this? I have no idea. But he just put a total bearing down on the media and said, Hey, this is who I am. You already know who I am. You're just saying it. Hands down. And that's phenomenal. But... Yes, he is the best player in the world. There's no doubt. And LeBron is obviously taking a little bit of decline. It's not even a question anymore. You've seen it, and particularly these last few games are just a prime example and of what, of how he's the best player in the game. He's literally putting the team on his back, saying, "Here you go, guys. I'm going to put you on the back." He's a wonderful player, and he's been phenomenal to watch. Super Bowl. Bailey seems to have something to say over here. I don't so, have anything to say. I just love oh, that he said, okay. I didn't he said know. here you he go, guys. He seems super excited. <laughs> have you ever seen <laughs> all my back? You ever seen the movie Stranger Than Fiction? Oh, great movie. Will Ferrell? Yeah, you, that's like you narrating cause life or cause, <laughs> cause sports segments. Anyway, <laughs> Bailey, uh, Thanks, Bailey, what did you take the, on this for the commentary? Uh, is he the best player on the planet? I mean, he's the best, best player right now currently, yes. I think he is better than LeBron James. But at the end of the day, he only has two rings. LeBron still has three. Oh, dear so Lord. when he ties or gets over... I mean, I like I said, I already think he's the best player right now, but is he the best player of the planet? No. Because of the rings? No. Because of what? I, I think you shouldn't. And that and that's why I don't like what LeBron did, because I think he opened up the floodgates to allow athletes to critique themselves while they're still currently in, in the league with the whole, I thought I was the GOAT when I took, put the team on my back and beat San Antonio. First of all, you should never critique yourself while you're still playing. I think you should wait until after. Yeah, you could be the best player right now, but at the end of the day, there's always a future in the league, and there could always be somebody better than you coming up the pipe. It may not be immediately, maybe 20 years down the road, but always leave room for that opportunity to happen. Could be Zion. It could be Zion. Could be Zion. But, um, man, you don't even – so do you think that the Warriors, before I get into this, do you think the Warriors still win without him? Yeah. Come on, really? Yeah. Without without Kevin Durant, yeah, beat Houston last year, yeah. Even though the Houston had CP3 out, yeah. But remember, Houston Houston was getting wronged in the first place, so they wouldn't have won it anyway. Ah, uh, so they yeah, say, yeah, yeah. They'll never <laughs> let that one down. Um, oh man, I gotta tell you, I've been say, I've been saying this for ever since Kevin Durant got to Golden State, probably the year before that, but but now definitely at Golden State. This kid, this guy is so good, and I mean his talent's undeniable. He's the hands down to me the best player on this planet, and I, I don't know how much I don't know what y'all are about to say to this, but I'm sorry, LeBron James, I don't think has ever ascended to a level that Kevin Durant has at this point in his career, because the why I say that there is 
No guarding Kevin Durant. There's nothing you can do about guarding Kevin Durant. You know, he's six foot eleven, handles the rock like a point guard. He can stand he can get up and shoot anywhere on the floor, just as good as anybody, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, whoever, you name it. He's better in clutch situations than LeBron James is. He can go to the free throw line, shoot better than LeBron James is, does at the free throw line. Okay. And he comes up, he has come up at the big moments multiple times. And LeBron has too. But over the past few years, if we're just going off the debate of who's the best player in the world, KD has definitely done that more than LeBron, I would say. Since he's, I mean, since he got there to Golden State. That's really what the debate is here. And so I, I, I don't even think it's close now that Kevin Durant is, is, is the best player in the world. You know, you know what I like about KD? What? And this is just, you know, I'm a, I'm a Miami fan, so anytime I talk about LeBron, I only talk about him from the Miami perspective because yeah. that's the only place I feel I, I have the right to. And what I really like about watching KD play is he's consistent. If he needs to take the game over, he will. He's not going to rely on other people. He's not just he's, He'll play with anybody. He's not going to sit there and I'm and that's play why people with old can't players. stand him yeah. is because he is a superstar that does not act like one. Yeah. I mean, make a point on and Kevin he's not. Durant. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I thought you were finishing statement. But just to go back to some of the stuff that you said, I mean, Russell Westbrook can get OKC to the playoff, but you put a guy like Kevin Durant, and look where he gets you. He gets you to the finals in 2012. Yeah. Good like, basketball IQ. Oh, yeah, for sure. He has off a fantastic. Absolutely off the charts. It's insane. And yeah, you had guys like James Harden and Cephalosha and Kendrick Perkins and Russell Westbrook. But I mean, let's be honest. Kevin Durant was a massive piece to the, all of that. The and biggest you take him, piece. And you yeah. took him away from that. And, they, and they could barely get into the playoffs as an eight seed against the Rockets the next year. What if I told you? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. What if I the told dynamic, you? <laughs> the dynamic. The greatest it? team that the, never was. The greatest team that never was in ESPN 30 for 30. <laughs> Tune in Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> but no, man. And what? well, oh, I thought you were keep going. But that, Sorry, that just goes to how great uh, Kevin Durant is. It's phenomenal, and I, okay. I love watching him play. I, I understand in in a sense why people give him some some nonsense, but you gotta give him credit though. He's acting like a baby. He's kind he, of being a brat. Be, well, yeah, that's why I'm saying I understand some of the criticism, and I kind of get the criticism going to Golden State. But after what he's been able to do, I mean, it's not like he had them carry him to a championship. Heck he no. carried yeah. he carried Golden State to a championship. And I will stand by that and say that they don't win some See, they don't win some of those games without Kevin Durant. They not even win some of those and finals. I won't lie. At first I was like, I Oh gosh, lie. I don't like this move. But he's won the championships. I mean, it's not like he was ca- being carried by Stephen Curry and, and Clay he, Thompson to win those championships. He won them. He, yeah, he the won thing. them. The and he won the, the finals MVPs got there, too. Yeah, the minute he got there in those playoffs. It was always Kevin Durant first. You know, it was never, oh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are doing the work for you and you're just kind of riding the back. It was Kevin Durant who dropped 35 consecutively in both Game 3s in the 2017 and 2018 Finals. And here it's Kevin Durant that's averaging 40 points, I mean, just barely over 40 points a game on almost 60% shooting. LeBron James never saw anything in the playoffs like that. He's not, not consistently. He's had, at not least. consistently. This this brother is so good. At, I mean, just at everything. And I don't know why people give him so much. I mean, so much crap. And I I I think it's because one, I get. I mean, I think it, it's because of the move, obviously. But also, I we get. I want to hone in on this more. He's a superstar that doesn't play like a superstar. The reason he went to Golden State, one, it, it was because of the money. But two, it's because. He doesn't have to, he does not feel like he has to be the star player all the time. He's going to play ball 
He's going to play ball, and that's all he's going to do. He doesn't even like to do the press conferences. That's the thing. He just wants to play basketball, and that doesn't come with the job. I mean, but that's if who he, he has is. to, I mean, obviously it comes with the job. I mean, the press conferences. I mean, if he has to, he'll do them. But well, he's not going. to. No. Well, I don't that, know. Yeah, he does the whole thing. He about, doesn't. He doesn't cooperate. That's why yeah. people don't. That's why I think people don't like him. Yeah, the moves in the past, whatever. But I think now we're in this. Like I said earlier, we're in this state of the league where people are starting to hold people accountable, and he's not there yet. But he's almost borderline Russell Westbrook. Ooh. mean to the media and i don't think that's a fair he's almost saying he's like and like you said in your last week you don't the i don't you need me you're right no you don't no i got plenty of other people yes. you're, i mean i and i get that and but I, I also at the same time i want to say that i think that we could say it's an unfair argument to make because guys like jordan and barkley and everybody like that did not have the social media presence that we have now and weren't held accountable and so they didn't have to answer to as much as these guys do now these days. But was media also tied to the business as much as it was? Well, no. That's what I was probably okay. also I mean, bigger. And I think LeBron James has been a big intricate part about the media integrating uh, social media yeah. into the part because he's just passive aggressive. He uses that. At, oh, he's all, so passive Oh, it's awful. And I think he has been a big proponent of that. And KD is like, I don't. I don't want any of that, man. And he's, I mean, I get it. He's not nice about it, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's not nice about it. But at the same time, you got to respect that on a level because he just wants to play ball, man. He does. And he's really good at it. He's, I think, I don't know. To me, I think this is the best pure scorer, shooter, and scorer I've ever seen in my life. And we might never see in a long time. I think he's better than Steph Curry on a shooting basis. Scoring, sorry, scoring basis. Steph Curry, I mean, can shoot. And the Steph heck Curry out of the ball. can sh- shoot, but Durant's He's, more consistent. Heck yeah, and that's why. And they, they, and the thing is, like, Golden, that Golden State team needed Kevin Durant. I, I mean, I get what you're saying is they, they're very powerful without him. But I think there's a lot of there's a lot of times in the past two years where without Kevin Durant, they especially in the lost, finals, you know, they might they, have lost. Things somewhere. might go one way or the other on the other side, or it might have been even a longer finals last year. Who knows? Heck yeah, at least. Well, guess there. what? Gold, Kevin Durant was also part of the team when they lost to Cleveland. So, oh, what? what are you gonna do? Yeah, he was. What do you mean? Yeah, he lost the first time. But, lost the second but remember, time he also no, lost. No, 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 he guys, lost Tristan Thompson. He was part of Ky- what? What? what, what? Clay, or Kyrie Irving? But okay. No, no, no. He was part of the three-one team in Oklahoma City that that lost in the Western Conference Finals. He was also part of the team, the Golden State team that lost to Cleveland. No, twenty sixteen. That's why he came because Draymond Green texted him, "We need you." No, that, that was, was after no, the loss. No, this is this is the third time. The what are you second time. About? Yeah, he was what? there for that. They didn't lose Kevin to Durant. Golden State didn't lose twice to Cleveland. No, the, no, as in the second time they played him around. They didn't. I'm yeah, he wasn't on that team. Here, restate what you're know, trying man. to say because I'm really confused. You're saying right the now. 2016 team, Kevin Durant was on there. What are you talking about? I'm about 2017. They won. Yeah. They're back to back champions. They're about to go on a three peat. Are you sure about that? Still got actually. Season. Oh, because it was 2015. Yeah. They won the first championship, then they lost to Cleveland. Yes. And then back-to-back after that. That's what I said. He was That's what I'm saying. Kevin Durant's on the back-to-back team. But he's also on the team that lost to Cleveland. I think you are both. No, uh, look it up. Hey, he's hold on up, Oklahoma. hold up. No, I don't think you are Oklahoma both City. on the same page. He's on Oklahoma City on the team. On the, on the, he's on the Oklahoma City team that lost to Golden State, that went to the finals and blew the 3-1 lead to LeBron. Draymond Green texts him in the locker room, bro, we need you. He comes 2017, wreaks havoc on the league. The next year, wreaks havoc on the lead. And now they are in a three-time defending state. 
about to be. Write it down. Can you repeat that, please? <laughs> they've won the last. They've won the last. Okay, I think you both of y'all just aren't on the same page for whatever reason. We got about three minutes left but, here. Um, yeah, I'm just saying that I don't think both of y'all are on the I'm same serious. page. Look at I'm serious. I I actually am agreeing with I'm you because right I, now. I, I know. don't want to distract. I know. Myself. I know that um, they've won the last <laughs> two times, so that they're on. The, they're on pace to win three P right now. I yeah. just don't. I think I think y'all are in two different narratives right now, two different, completely different times right now, and y'all are just confused. How how are we in two different times? I don't. I feel like y'all two are thinking about two different time periods. I, two different time periods. Ooh. Well, not literally, but like two different years. Yeah, no, I I see what you guys are saying. So I just feel like there's a little uh, miscommunication here. The 2015-2016 team that blew a three-one lead. Correct. He's on that roster. Correct. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because no, he was with Oklahoma City. What are we talking about? I'm talking about 2016. Okay. He won! <laughs> what are you talking about? Mm-mm. 20, really? Yeah, because if he has two rings, he would have won in 2017-2018. He's got two! That's what I just said. 2017-2018. You know, tw- no, 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 no. Now you're confused because the years go differently. They won in 2014-2015. Lost 2015-2016. We're not talking about Kevin Durant. Won 2016-2017. Won again 2017-2018. And here they are 2018-2019. Now you get it? I'm a historian. I only work from the 1500s. <laughs> he, knows, he knows that that is how we are going to end this show on the hot seat. I, I, I agree, though, that I think Kevin Durant – well, I don't know. Do we agree, Kevin? I think Kevin Durant is the best player on the planet. Yes, no doubt. It's not, not even a question planet. anymore. Not on the planet? Well, okay, on the planet now, yes. Right now? Yes. Right now? Easily right now. All right. Not even a question. Man, that's it. You guys made it. How do you guys feel? Nobody really asked you how you guys feel because well, you guys I, are always broadcasting. What, how do I feel? Like, what do how you do you guys feel like this year went? Nobody's been around to really ask. How you do on you feel radio. like this year went? Before we get like out of here, I feel like you guys deserve this. Yeah, it was heck really yeah, a it was a success. <laughs> we made a lot of strides here, and we do. I think we, we definitely got better at what we do yeah. every week. On behalf of all your viewership, because I speak for them, I guess now <laughs> that's what we're doing here. All right, for, all right. Context before we get out here. Okay, Creighton story. So I was sitting with him at Raising Cane's before he left for this concert on Saturday. And Creighton has a way with words. I say the whole branch family has a way with words. And I love the way you guys speak. It's amazing. I love it, too. I commend, I commend you guys. And we were sitting at Raising Cane's. We were having a conversation about dinosaurs <laughs> in Jurassic Park. And he looks at me as he just finished taking a bite of a chicken tender in a s- southern drawl. He looks at me and goes, aren't dinosaurs supposed to be bird creatures now? And I just about lost it because he... You referred to him as bird creatures. Like, he sounded so outdated. Like, the science has just passed him by. He's trying to keep up with the world. But, yeah, I mean, you guys, on behalf of the viewership, I feel like we really enjoyed what you guys have contributed to utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live. But, yeah, you guys have done great. And I really appreciate, Kyle, you know, you doing what you do. Great, I appreciate Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate Creighton. I, seriously, I appreciate you know the information you bring to the table and cost. Seriously, you bring the humor and you bring the light and you bring the realism. I don't think I, I don't say this. I don't. I don't think the show can coexist with one or the other. Yeah, with one without. It takes the other. both. It takes both to, fact, get, hey, to get to get. It takes two to run and the in show. Fact, Micah, have we, I have I have a gift for you, Ka. Check this out. Check oh, this out. No. This is hilarious. Don't worry, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I already have one. I was supposed to bring it tonight, but I definitely didn't. Go ahead and try this one on for size. Go ahead and see what that what that's about right there. And anybody, yeah, they'll be able to see that sucker. Hold on. Go ahead, and, go ahead and open that sucker up right there. That is a gift for our first annual year here at the hot seat. 
Am I nervous to open this now? It's not Is a it can of worms, me? dog. <laughs> You're looking at the total wrong side. Help him out there. Dude, he can't no, do no, it. No, no, no. That's not the that's not the point. He can't help. He can't. He, ah! I don't think he's so here. Over. The hot seat. What do you think? That's awesome. Isn't it pretty incredible? First of all, died. here it is. You need, you need to thank uh, Mrs. Branch. Yeah, my mom got those. Mom, or as I refer to her mom, because Crane's the only person in the world that refers to his parents as mom and there dad. So my that. mom, my I dad. See that. For anybody that can't see this, there it is right there. Uh, oh, you should hold it up. That is Simba. awesome. Right? And so that is a gift for you for our first annual year here on the hot seat, Micah. We There's made plenty more to come. We made though. major yeah. strides, um, I think, here uh, between getting the interviews we got and getting our name out there. I think that was an incredible. Uh, I could say that. They, I mean, I, seriously, I, I do. I do. I can say that they know who we are now, like by face, which is what we whole all planned for. And like, I wanted a show that wasn't necessarily just you know hardcore sports, but still talked enough about sports. And could still give opinions, but was funny at the same time. Sports and entertainment. Exactly. Sports entertainment. And we kicked that out of the ballpark. Um, kicked that out of the ballpark? You want to redo that one? We hit it out of the ballpark. <laughs> you want, you want uh, to run that back? Any last parting words for... He already mentioned his. He's done. We but, had some greatest ofs, like some really good ones. I really enjoyed that segment, particularly this year. I think we should definitely carry it on to next I year. I forgot about Cos Mom from Colorado. GS, GCU, Canyon, yeah, GCU. University. Thank you for all our viewers. GBU. As you've listened throughout the year, listen to all our hot takes, our contradicting points, our interesting uh, comments, and <laughs> and quotable quotes and drops. Quotable and, quotes. <laughs> <laughs> quotable quotes. That's a new one for your for your books. Yeah, um, I'll add that one in. We thank you all. We know that it was um you you don't have to you don't have to listen to us and you do every Wednesday from eight p.m. to ten p.m. at night. And sometimes when we go over, man, you you stick with us the entire time and you rock with us and you interact with the polls and you don't have to do it. And we really appreciate it because we try to make everything the show can be from the stuff on the screen to the way we say things and the topics we talk about. We never wanted to create. Are you? What was that? Huh? Did you wipe a tear? No. Good. <laughs> I promise I'm not crying because we'll be back next year. Anyways. And so. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, actually next semester, I should say. And so, yeah. Um. Thank you for everyone for listening to us. We couldn't be anything without the viewers. Obviously, there's nobody to project to without them. Um, but man, I gotta tell you, Kyle, I think we did a uh, great first year, and uh, yeah, Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. That's that's it. You heard it here. That's a great way to finish and this who off. Who wants to pay for that? Who wants to pay for that? <laughs> well, for one final well, time, Kevin Durant fans. My here. name is Creighton Branch. The man next to me, Micah Ka Cole, and joining us in studio today is Bailey. The bulldozer. Yeah, every man. Hey, Joe, as a matter of fact, I want to call you out on that one. Uh, we actually are not forcing you to watch the hot seat. That is your personal choice. We have got to get you off the like air. To but we love you, We have got to get off the air. Bye. <laughs> for one final time, my name is Creighton Branch, Micah, Ka, Cole, Bailey, the bulldozer, for joining us in the studio. Thanks so much. This is the hot seat here on UTARadio.com. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., we will let you know if we change times. I don't know quite sure yet. But we'll keep you updated. Make sure to tune into all our Facebooks. They're all up there on Micah Cole. Micah Cole, sorry, <laughs> all Micah Cole's Facebook right now. You can watch back all the way dating back to the first one. I have my sound. We have our SoundCloud up. You can listen to our hot takes there and our Twitter. Keep up with that. You got one final point. Yes, I have one more point. What? Regardless, next semester or next year, we will be back. Well, he just said that. Wow, that's a breaking statement. He just said that. That's it here for the hot seat here on UTRRadio.com. We thank you all every Wednesday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. thank you. You have been listening to UTRRadio.com.
See you next time.